Mills. Hi, Josh. Hey, Dan. What's going on, dude? Uh, not much. Just, uh, you know, Baiting. same old shit. Baiting. Baiting, hanging out, playing video games. So, guys, welcome to You Watch, I Listen. Uh, we will shortly be joined by Manfro. Um, Taylor will be joining us remotely to do his review. Um, yeah, and we'll go from there. I'll explain some things in a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, we took last week off. Um, I got really fucking slammed with work, um, which I'm cool with. Um, it's it's a really interesting time in the um, the staffing world because yeah. no one wants to fucking work. Yeah, dude, it's a, dude. I am having such a hard time finding people to, to fucking come in and well, work. What's great is that there's companies that like they'll never use an agency, and now they're like, we have to. Like, yeah. we got to find someone. Um, so. It, there's like two trains of thought here. Like we're getting a lot of job orders, right? Yep. Companies coming to us. But the problem we're having is finding people. We obviously have more of an ability than an individual company does to cast a wide net. That's right. just what we do. Um, so the, the one side of it is we're getting all these job orders. So then I'm thinking in September when the extended unemployment benefits run out that there'll be a lot of people looking for work. But where will the job orders be? Because companies will be able to hire on their own. Hi, Manfro. Right. Hey, Michael. We started already. We literally 30 seconds ago. Um, I just, just slam it. Just slam your butt. There you go. Yeah, big boy. Uh, jump on. You somehow turned off the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it must have come out of the... Uh, it must have come unplugged from somewhere or something did. Did you break it? If not, it's not that big. You cooled off in here. I don't yeah, really give a shit. Fine. Take your seat, Michael. It's okay. I'll figure it out. We love you. It's okay. What happened? Oh, there you go. Nice. There. Yeah, it's on. Michael saves the day. Michael, you somehow almost ruined the day and saved it simultaneously. <laughs> You're so good at this stuff. Grab your seat, grab your headphones, tell your friends, tell your friends. <sighs> Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, I filled you in on a little bit of uh, the stuff happening. I haven't really filled in the show because that's not really my place to say. Um, so what I'm going to say as it is right now is that we're going to be undergoing, a, um, I'll say, a, a shuffling of the chairs on deck. Yep. Um, as of now, the show is going to stay as you watch, I listen. Um, there's going to be a couple changes to when it's coming out. Um, we're probably going to shift to every other week, possibly every week, depending on circumstances. Um, maybe doing some more things. I talked to Michael about this, doing some big things around big UFC cards where maybe we even do that, those live. Like the middle of the week, we cool. do that on like Facebook Live and we talk about the fights and shit. We can talk about fights to prep for the main events of these cards. Um, and just a few other changes, but some exciting stuff we're going to be doing. Um, Josh is going to be taking a bigger role. Um, Michael will probably be joining us more often as well, which I'm always down for. Which I think Everybody loves. I think a third mic. You would be <laughs> shifting from the replacement second mic to consistent third mic is what it seems like, <laughs> which... I, I, it's hard to say because uh, what's better, being second or third? You've been third for so long now. What do you like doing more? Uh, I, I don't think it really matters so much. I think everybody's kind of got like their own thing that they that they bring. You know what I mean? Dude, I've been looking for this all week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's you funny. Found it. That's funny. <laughs> Describe so, what you found. Uh, I found um, a drug pen. <laughs> it's what I smoke meth with. <laughs> uh, just a couple needles. Yeah, a couple needles. There was a tweet that Mar the comedian Mark Norman posted the other day that had me fucking rolling. He said, wow, just saw a homeless guy uh, giving himself the vaccine under an overpass. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Michael, how are you? Good, good. I'm a little late because I was watching Ramstein live from Madison Square Garden. That's awesome. 2010, I think it was. Nice. Dude. And I thought I was under this like thing that Ramstein didn't play America. No, they did for a long. They used to play Ozfest and shit. They played yeah, Ozfest a they, few times, they, like 03, 04. They have uh, the next whatever the next show that it, like concert at fucking MetLife Stadium is going to be Ramstein. Like they've yeah, had the, yeah. they've had to the sign up on the stadium for fucking. Over a year now. Yeah. So we were just talking before that um, October 10th at PNC, Slipknot, Kill Switch Engage, and Lamb of uh, God. Uh, right? No, uh, Code Orange and um, Fever 333. Is, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Lamb oh, of God yeah. was Lamb of God, Kill Switch Engage, and Corn, right? Corn. Yeah. 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 But um, you want to go on October 10th yeah, at PNC? Yeah. Maybe we'll get Richie to fly up. It's yeah, a Sunday. It's a Sunday. That's the yeah. thing, but fuck it. I'll go. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, How bad are you itching to go to a concert? Pretty bad. Yeah. I went to one like the week before the shit got closed. You were supposed to see Kill Switch like the week after everything. Yeah. Everything closed down. <laughs> Literally seven days bef- after the fucking pandemic started, I was supposed to see Killswitch, August Burns Red, and then uh, like the Torch. Yeah, uh, dude, I went to a Group Love concert, and I really like Group Love. And I actually little... listened to the Group Love album you told me to, and yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I dig it. No, no, it's cool. It's like it's indie and fucking a little crybaby, weird shit, little but... hipster shit. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool. I like it. And I... so it was like halfway through the set, right, and. I was just beefing hard. <laughs> I was fucking farting my ass off. It stunk so bad. There was no one around us, and I'm like, yo, RJ, someone keeps farting. He's like, is it you, dude? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's me. So then, like, one of their slower songs came on, and I didn't really like too much, so I went in the bathroom, and I fucking dropped a growler. <laughs> like, you, I made, was, you made big boom booms? Oh, my God, and I just evacuated. By the end of the, the song, though, I was like... How long of a dump was it? I'm good. It was like a good five-minute dump. Those And, like, the kind where you're, like, your butthole's really warm? Yeah, no, like, it was good. It was good. It, like, everything well, came there's out. there's a difference between a warm butthole and a hot butthole. Like, when you take a shit and it's hot, it fucking is painful all day. Yeah, the yeah. warm is kind of like, I just did good. Yeah. Well, like, I tried... <laughs> we got to the hotel right before we went to the concert, and I tried to squeeze, like, one out, and it was, like, only, like, a half and I was like, oh man, still got some in the chamber, you know? <laughs> so then I fucking actually got it out and I was like, all right, now I can enjoy the concert. And they- um, so uh, you had like four concerts canceled because of the pandemic. Yeah, uh, so My Chem. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Me and Taylor were supposed to go see. Um, me and Taylor were also supposed to go see uh, a anniversary show for one of Coheed's albums. Me, Taylor, and Greg were going to go to. Kill Switch, ABR, and Light the Torch, and then me and Troy were going to go see uh, A Day to Remember and Slipknot on one and of these Not Fest road shows. And it all got canceled. It all got fucking canceled. Yeah. Actually, I thought about joining the, um, the the Not Fest group because I think it's like 50 bucks for the year, but you were able to buy tickets for the concert tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm blacklisted from buying on Ticketmaster because I worked at Select a Ticket. Why don't they you have just my... use the landlord's information? Because the address matches up. Oh, yeah, sucks. because I had things like shipped here all the time. So now that I'm not working there, Ticketmaster blacklists you because they think that they'll still be using me as like a a mole, more oh. or less. So I literally, I was trying to buy the Lady Gaga tickets, and <laughs> everything I tried, I tried my mom's address, my address here, my name and addresses are both blacklisted. It's fucking stupid. What about uh, the landlord's parents? Yeah, that's an idea that I probably should have thought of. Yeah. And, you know, I exa- acted like I know three people. <laughs> 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 um, so, guys, um, how'd you like Greg's wedding? Good. I good. had a good time. Yeah, yeah, I, had a, nice I time. had a good time. I, I'm glad that you wore your wedding shoes to, to record today, Josh. Your <laughs> oh, <did laughs> sneakers. Nice. Um, for you had me. There was a few things you did that had me cracking up. But um, the first one was we were all hanging out outside, and this guy comes out, and he's like, I'm looking for the sand hog. 
hog. Like, you guys sand hogs? And I'm like, no, but I know one. <laughs> and you're over there talking to Russ. And I watched you because you were pretty sauced when I got there yeah, already. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at him. I could tell you're Manfro. And then when you see it's an older gentleman that wants to talk to you and he was looking for a sand hog, I watched you switch from Manfro to Michael like that. I was yeah. very impressed. I'm professional. Yeah. And the other thing that made me laugh is that Everyone was kept telling you how fucked up you looked, and I said it to you. You got like upset. You're like, everyone keeps telling me I look like shit. Yeah. I was like, no, you don't look like shit. I just know what fucked up man for. I was like, you look very <laughs> handsome. And you go, thank you, and then you kissed me on the forehead. Yeah. No, because I, I walked into the bathroom and uh, Spooner and Brian were in there. Okay. And like oh, I was God. like, what's going on, like guys? Cum farts. And then like fucking uh, Brian. Spooner goes, hey man, you you like look like shit, man. <laughs> And I'm like, hot meat kettle. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, uh, you don't know. You just like bringing the mood down. You like don't look like your Bring man. Bringing the bro. mood down. And then like Brian was looking at me like too, like with like a look of disgust, like shaking his head. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Like, why do I look like such shit? And I was like, I was checking my tie and shit. No, and dude, like, you looked really nice. Kate, uh, uh, landlord actually said he didn't look like shit. He actually looked very handsome. He looked, <laughs> yeah. he looked handsome. I thought you looked good. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did all right. And then I like as I was leaving, like I got my shit dry cleaned at the Shoprite place. And, well, it's the only uh, game in town now. They closed the better one. On I Delta actually Run. had it for our friend, uh, our friend Mike, Big Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, a for his wedding. So I'm like, his was that the last was, time you wore that suit? Well, his wedding was on a Sunday, and I talked to the lady, and I put my thing on dry cleaning on a Thursday, and I said, "I come pick this up Sunday." Yes, yes, you pick it up Sunday. You pick it up Sunday, and I'm Hold like, on, wait, wait, I think I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. Oh fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, I'm just like that's exactly how she sounded. Sorry, I, you're, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And yes, and uh, <laughs> I go there Sunday before the wedding, and like at eleven o'clock, and I'm like, eleven o'clock's a good time. It's fucking closed. Yeah, their their hours are fucked up, and so I always use the the dry cleaner in Belcher Run. Yeah. Because the one uh, um, by ShopRite, they're quicker, but they only take cash, and I rarely have cash on me, yeah. which also annoys the fuck out of me. Like, it's 2021. You can get a fucking card reader on your iPhone. Like, let, let's get with it. But now the one in Belcher Run closed, and it's becoming another dollar store. We went from no dollar stores in town. Now we're going to have two. <laughs> like, stupid. And then on the bus, I was sitting, uh, me and Sam were sitting behind Mike and his uh, girlfriend or whatever, and then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what let- does or whatever mean? His girl, his friend that's a girl. Yeah, okay. his date. Okay, there you go. That's actually the proper way to say it. <laughs> and then it. I was like, oh, yeah, this this suit. And I'm trying to, like, backtrack, right? Because I just brought up the suit and how it was I didn't f- wear it to Sage's wedding or uh, Mike, Big Mike's wedding. You already said it. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, he, like, I... I go to Sam and I'm looking at her. She's like, "Oh, wasn't that supposed to be your wedding?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, she just played. She almost played." Because I started the story and she felt she had to finish it. Rolled back, and it's kind of like a story that happened at work this week. Yeah, yeah. We were throwing stuff into the junk truck. Okay. And I'll get back to the backstory of how I got this job, but I threw. I was throwing prosthetic legs. Into Wait, the truck. Why did you not bring those here? No. <laughs> so he's like, I actually took them off someone as they were wearing them. And then the the, the the guy who owns the house, who's getting rid of this stuff, is like, you guys maybe keep those. Maybe they'd be worth some money. And the guy's like, no, they're junk. We're paid here to fucking junk. So he like, thought his prosthetic legs. Would no, be they worth weren't something? his. They were the people oh. from before. Was it someone famous? Like I don't know anyone. That, Paul McCartney's wife. Yeah, no, <laughs> prosthetic. The leg. girl from Sopranos or something. But, oh my uh, god, <laughs> but, Svetlana. Yeah, I found her fucking missing leg. No, but uh. So I'm like, I'm throwing it in. Janice, you cunt. So my parents had a 40th anniversary party, right? And this guy, Bobby, it's my dad's oldest friend. He knows him from kindergarten. He lost his arm in a motorcycle accident. So I start telling the story, right? And I'm like, they're like, you find any, like, weird stuff? And I'm about to start talking about prosthetic legs. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, this guy's sitting here with no arm, and I'm like, looking like one of Sid's uh, experiments from Toy so Story. So I'm like, yeah, one time I was like looking through this shit, and then we found, and then we were going to say like, I was going to say fake legs, but then I was like, oh, uh, and I reached up to the top shelf, and everything fell down on me, and everybody's like, oh, cool, cool story. story. So you made an ass of yourself to not make this guy feel like shit about yeah, his Yeah, because I was going to be like, oh, we were going to take the prosthetic legs and make him his Halloween decorations and shit. We are talking, <laughs> could, and then I was just like, done the Christmas story lamp. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> if I would have started saying something about prosthetics, and this guy would have So you're like, being, you're being respectful. Me. Yeah, He would have yeah. clawed me. I'm being <laughs> Respectful. No, well, he's a, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. So you said um, the backstory and how you got this job. So I had a roommate that was staying with us for a while. You sure did. And uh, <laughs> it, it's one of my uh, fiance's oldest friends. Uh, long story short, she was staying with us and let her rabbit just shit everywhere. Yeah, staying with you rent free. Staying with me rent free because she had a bad situation. Not going to go into it. Not yeah, does, but, not uh, important. Not important. Bad situation. Couple weeks turned into a few months. Couple weeks turned into a few months, and then little by little, little things started happening until yeah. Finally, we were like, "You got to get the fuck out," and we gave her like a time limit, and then she was just like avoiding us over some other things that had happened. Yeah, and then she avoided us up until the time when she was like, "See you later." I'm going to come back and clean. I just got most of my shit out. I only have a little bit of shit left and I just got to clean up a stain on the carpet. So she was supposed to come and it got prolonged like two, three days. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go take a look at how bad that stain on the carpet was. And I walked into fucking mounds of rabbit shit that had been there like she just been there and like maybe vacuumed once since she's been there. I don't even think Dude, so. Dude, you sent it to me while I was driving and I had to pull over into a parking lot and be like, Oh my god! Yeah, like it's so the the carpet was trashed. Yeah, it was Couch. devastating. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it, it. First off, the the basic basis of it is just the the general disrespect for you and Sam yeah. and your um hos- hospitality. And it was really tough for us because we just got engaged like four days yeah. before we like told her to move out. Yeah, and, like we we're trying to go through like all this happy shit. Your wedding and yeah, fucking, we had Greg's course. wedding coming up. And like we're all this to, really cool shit, and yeah. you're like, we got this like kind of like this cloud hanging over us. Yeah, but you didn't even know what kind of storm was about to rain down from that cloud, and that cloud was full of rabbit shit. Yeah, it was just rabbit shit, and then like I was fucking so pissed, and like I did it as most respectfully as I could. You, I gotta, I gotta give you major props because I feel like the the Michael of like ten years ago oh, I handles fucking, it entirely differently. Yeah. And you, you were, well, like ten years ago, you could hit girls. So it's like <laughs> that's true. That's true. You could. <laughs> Not yet frowned upon. My word versus her word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so I get the furniture, right? And I'm like, we had the couches. At least four of them were ruined, and it was a sectional. There was like an ottoman. And it's the biggest pain in the ass to get out once you got it up. Yeah, and I got it up there barely like squeezing it in, like fucking putting dents in the walls and shit. But I get it all down. I put it in the front. My brother's like, listen, just fucking whatever it is, just have someone pay someone to come. And, and take care of it. Get rid away. of it. Yeah. And then once everything's out of the room, then you can work on the carpet. Assess, do whatever the, assess fuck. the damage from there. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck it. And I just, I wasn't working at the time. So I got everything out into the front and I called the junk guy. So the junk guy comes on a Friday, like 12 o'clock. He was like supposed to come at seven. So I was up at seven. He's like, I'm going to be a little late. I'm going to be at 12. Okay. So I'm hucking this shit up into the truck. And he's like, we start to talk. And like, he's like, not expecting me to fucking throw my own shit into like the, the truck. He's yeah. like, oh, if you want to give me a hand, like no problem. So I'm like, all right, yeah. And he's like, you working? And I'm like, no, I'm a sand hog, but we're not working right now. And uh, he's like, 
Well, if you need a job, like, you know. So does he just call you like the day before and is like, hey, meet me here at this time or like day of he calls you? So he told me he was going to hit that uh, June. He had an employee or something that was like going off. So he's like, I might need you in June. Okay. So something happened and stuff got freed up and he's like, what are you doing Monday? He calls me up two hours later. I'm sitting on the couch. He's like, what are you doing Monday? I'm like, "Mm, nothing. He's like, all right, I'm going to try you out, kid. First day. (laughs) So I go in and I'm like. First day, I'm carrying a fucking shed. He puts it down, and I pull it, and there's a nail sticking out of the wall, and I hit his cheek, and I give him fucking seven stitches. This is the boss guy. Seven stitches in his cheek, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I just blew this. Yeah, He's going to bring all my shit back. And he was pissed at first. He was like, oh, you know, you can't be just fucking manhandling shit when there's a guy on the back. And then, like... The next Once day, the shock of it wore off. Next day, he was like, "Yo, it was a mistake. You were, I was putting down. You were picking up. There was no way to know. It was an honest mistake." But he was just like a little mad at the time. And of course, I mean, dude, he got a nail through. Did he have to go get a tetanus shot? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he, went, he, got he, the, he, he got the stitches. Yeah, was so, it a lot of blood? No, it was like he's like, "Am I bleeding?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're bleeding." He's like, "It's a lot of blood." I'm like, "Decent amount, <laughs> enough." <laughs> and he walks around. The, he's like, "Fucking putting a bandaid on." So he's a cool guy. No, he's a cool, very cool Is guy. He from around here? Uh, yeah, I've been working with him every day, every day since then. Oh no shit! You're doing like what five days a week? Yeah. Six, five, Five days a week, and uh, like we took off Memorial Day. Nice. And, and like if he has a doctor's appointment or he has to do something, then cool. I have your the day, day is over at what time when you're doing this shit? Well, most of it time? depends. Like some days I'm done. Like literally, there was a job that was right around the corner from my house at Lindy Lake. I oh, live, that's awesome. I live across the street from Lindy Lake. So we went to the house, put in like four or five things, and then. So is it hauling away or is it bringing things in too? Like is it deliveries well, or is it just haul away? He, he, he goes and. Drops it off at all different locations. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, I don't want to give away too many of his. Yeah, secrets, of course, of course. Yeah, that's my guy now. Yeah, <laughs> but you're like, his guy. Yeah, so like we. You nailed him. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, so like you know we drive around. Sometimes we do jobs in Wayne. Okay. And like you know I'm not expecting like a million dollars from this guy. No, but, like, but it's anything, a few hundred bucks. Un- anything untaxed, in my pocket untaxed, is untaxed. Uh, yeah. Or no, it's taxed IRS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't come for Michael Manfredonio. I didn't get an extension <laughs> on my taxes. No. <laughs> All my stuff is filed already. <laughs> no, it's fucking. So, it's but you cool. do you feel better like uh, be working every day now? Yeah, no, it's cool. It's a cool change of pace. Like, uh, how's the replacement of the room going? The, the, uh, the guest room. So I took everything out. I took all the couches out, and then there was still a lot more shit to clean up. So how I how bad did it smell in there? It was terrible. Ugh. But Sam put like one of those um, uh, little things in that like uh, absorbs o- abs- uh, odors. Yeah, I know what it you're talking about. It absorbs odors, but when it absorbs it, it disintegrates. Yeah, and it disintegrated in half a day. Yeah, it's like. A, a dehumidifier for smell. Yeah, so is, she, I know exactly what you're talking about. She bought like five of those, and like we we went through like three of them, and just kept on disintegrating the smell. So did I was she like, have this rabbit in a cage at all? I don't think so. Dude, with the amount she said she did, she told me, and like me being like a respectful person, I'm yeah, like, I'm not gonna have to check dude, on it. Dude, that's her. what you get for being nice. That's what my brother said. He's yeah. like, it was your fucking house. You should have checked on it once in a while. I'm like, but I'm not going into this fucking girl's it's, room. Yeah, no, that's the thing. You were trying to. You were. You gave someone that. You shouldn't have to like give the benefit of the doubt to. Like, right. you should just be like this mutual thing, like, oh, got you. You know, like, I know if I ever I had to go stay, stay with you for a week or two, yeah. be fine. And I would clean my shit up and I wouldn't, uh, you know, go through all your shit and drink all your shit and eat all your shit. Yeah. And, and if I was, here's some money, here's some yeah, money. Yeah. And none of that happens. And now you're the one stuck with egg on your face and getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was a rough few, few days for you guys. Uh, <laughs> but, how uh, is she doing with the whole... Uh, how's Sam doing with it? Well, it was really like it took her... Like it blindsided her. Of course. And it really put up like a real big strain. And like that's what I was telling her. Like when I was messing with the, when the girl, uh, Rabbit Girl. Yeah. When Rabbit Girl was like 
texting me, apologizing to me. I was like, don't you fucking apologize to me because yeah. I don't give a fuck if I'm your friend after this. Yeah, we're like, good. Like, we're good. Our, I, like, our story's written, yo. Bye. Like, if you told me you got into a bad car accident or something, I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, like I'd t- I would just reply, okay. All my fucks were given. Then yeah. like, I, I opened my fucking house to you and you, you fucking shit on, shit on it. Yeah. Like, but Literally. you have to, like, I told her, you have to make it right by Sam. So whatever Sam wants you to do, you make it right by her. Yeah. Because, like, I don't give a fuck what happens to you. But, like, you had a friendship and, that dates and, back way before I even knew Sam. Yeah, and Sam's really hurt. Yeah, and, like, she's really hurt. So you got to fix that. And since then, it's there's a, been, like, I mean, no contact. When a, when a close friend, like, when it ends like that, that's a different kind of heartbreak, too. Because yeah. a relationship, you know, with the, the opposite sex or whatever sex you're into, besides child sex, is different than when it's a friend that fucks you yeah. over like that and, and like we all have friends and we're getting older and it's like you have a lot of friends and you're trying to get rid of a few you know what i mean yeah and that's <laughs> i've had that conversation with the landlord a few times about like how people that you maybe hung out with even five years ago you don't see as often and i'm like look at most of our parents and they talk about their friends from like 20 years ago how often do they hang out with their friends <laughs> yeah, now yeah. like every so often like certain events they'll see each other but it's not like us where we try to hang out every few weeks and every few months and yeah. shit like that well it's yeah. also they didn't have social media back of then course. so it's well, like it's, oh, I'll send you a telegram. Son of you will hang out at the ballpark at 3 o'clock. Carrier pigeons and shit. (laughs) That's why our high school reunion didn't happen is because we all knew what was going on in each other's lives because of social media. And then we just destroyed the Facebook group that was about the high school reunion. That was was very poorly put together. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I was like, I was actually, I put my money in and shit. I wanted to go to that. (laughs) No, I was like, I was like semi down to go. Yeah, I was, I wasn't, but I was like, I'll probably, the landlord was like, if I want to go, you're going. And I said, yeah. She said, yeah. I said, you're right. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I think I had a hotel room reserve, reserved, dude. It just I, as soon as it like wasn't happening, I canceled it. Well, you know what happened with it is like first off, a few trolls went into that Facebook group, like myself, and we were just mean to people. Yeah. And I, I besides that, I already started to pick up on that. Like a lot of like the and this is no one should have gotten upset about this, but the clicks from high school were coming together again. Like yeah. the people they hung out with, and some of the le- and I said this to a couple. I'm like, if you feel like you don't matter right now, you didn't matter then. Yeah. And I'm like, just accept the group you're in. You don't have to be worried that the fucking the quote unquote popular kids from high school still don't like you. Yeah. They won't. It's just how it goes. People are happy to see the people they grew up with, not the person that they laughed at once because they pissed their pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. or because they, they had terrible acne. Like, dude, that it's. It's human nature. You know who I'm talking about. It's, hu- it's human nature. It's this animalistic thing. You work in packs and crews. And it's that. And that's why bullying should always be accepted. Yeah. It helps people know their place in the pecking order. Now, I'm not saying bully someone to kill themselves, but you got to let some people... Because some of these kids that make got their bullied, own decisions. Yeah, well, some of these people, <laughs> some of these people that got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suicide's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blame the gun. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Mental health but, awareness month. But like some of these kids that we're talking about that got bullied often acted out of place. Yeah. They acted cooler than they were, tougher than they were, funnier than they were, and that's what bullying is for. Now, you shouldn't just attack someone because they're or bully someone because they're different. Fine, I agree with that part of it, but. They are going to sit by themselves at lunch, and that's not bullying. Yeah. That's what they try doing. Well, it's like like you wear skate shoes, and you're not a skater. The skateboarded kids will be like, "Oh, six shoes, loser! We're a poser, you don't even a poser. fucking skateboard, yeah. bro. Dude, Do a kickflip." Didn't pussy. everyone at some point get called the poser <laughs> yeah. as well? Like, no matter who you were, you were a poser about something. To this day, I put on a coal hat, and that's like a snowboarding company. And, you're and a poser. like my my friend RJ comes up to me, and he's like, "What are you? You don't even snowboard anymore." And I'm like. How about this hat's comfortable, stupid? I have, I, I, I do snowboard actually. Like I go once a year sometimes. Like I, I never fucking did like three sixty grinds or anything. Do you remember the moment that you and I met each other? 
Uh, you probably don't, because this is such like a, a, a fucking outlier I think, thing in I my think life. maybe when you and Richie fought. No. <laughs> Me and Richie never fought. No. That was, that was, oh, that was, was Richie and Justin Wagner. No, wasn't it Jeremy Pinto? Yeah, he yeah. fought Jeremy. No, yeah. I met you before that. It was in Macapin. Someone fought Richie, and I know you were there. Jeremy fought Richie. Yeah. That was no, at the, I know Josh was there for that. Was that at the movie theater behind Abbey Cinema and Richie yeah, fought yeah, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. there. But no, it was, it was in middle school. I think we were in uh, eighth grade. One day, you and I were wearing the same exact outfit, no bullshit. Like pants, <laughs> shoes, like, shirt? Yeah, and it was when I was in my goth kid phase. Oh, yeah. And John Pay was like, yo, you see that kid over there? He's not a fucking goth kid. Look, he's dressed <laughs> like you. Go tell him he's a fucking poser. And I'm yeah. like, uh, I guess I have to. <laughs> so I walk up and I, and I fucking tell you you're a fucking poser. And I walk away and you're like following me. And I'm like, yo, this kid is a lot bigger than me. I did not think this <laughs> Maybe I fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my. That's but fucking you just funny. Like, you came up to me and you were so Michael about it. And you were like, yo, how am I a poser? Look, we're wearing the same thing. It's cool. I'm cool. You're cool. And I'm like, yo, he thinks I'm cool. But yeah, well, not. I think I think it was like either eighth grade or, or seventh grade or eighth grade. One of them. I uh, like started out and I went school shopping. I didn't just say I went school shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I did that after Josh. Yeah. I, 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 never, I never figured out how to put the bullets in the gun. <laughs> no, but, hey, uh, you can help him with that, too. <laughs> so, like, you go to school's clothes shopping in the beginning of the year, and I, you know, my parents never really got me anything, like, that was expensive. Sure, and, like, sure. And, like, Hot Topic t-shirts were $20 a pop, and, like, you could go to Sears and get, like, five t-shirts for $10. Hell yeah. And, like, so I never really had that kind of shit, but then I started getting my mom to take me to the mall, and then I would get, like, Hot Topic extensors. Yeah. Yeah. And Slipknot shirts, and then um, do you have the parachute pants? Yeah, I had. Two <laughs> we all pairs had a pair of, of parachute. That's what I'm talking about. It was a pair of parachute pants and a fucking the Slipknot shirt, the one that where they're all in the circle that all of us fucking. We had. all had that yeah. shirt, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I I might have got that from Dave Walsh from Bobby's okay. older brother, and like I we took it, and now he's like, yo, you should wear this to school. It'd be so sweet, but then bring it back. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but uh, no, it's fucking I. I just remember going through that phase. I used to try to stick as many earrings instead of like gauging like my <laughs> just ears. Just ear, pierce it as much as you can. Yeah, Vinny Maurice would try to like put like <laughs> another. <laughs> fucking, what did he try to put in you? Yeah, <laughs> more than that. But I was hanging out with uh, Jeremy Devereaux a lot and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, and, like, of course. We were listening to Ozzy and yeah. Slipknot, and I was all more like. I don't want to be defined as a goth. I'm more of a freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was goth, freak, and punk is what yeah, they were. Yeah. There was like the three categories. I think I had on my aim buddy list like people that were like that, and then the rest of them were just assholes or um, <laughs> favors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like anyone I liked, even if they weren't, were like goth, freak, punk. Wow, this is like some... What was your first AOL screen name? We've had this conversation before. A poo dude 69. <laughs> Wait, a poo or like a poo from a Simpsons? A poo from the Simpsons. Okay, I thought you meant like a poo. <laughs> a, a poo. Dude, sixty nine. Dude, you would and have that screen name now. I know. Bush, dude. I still have like some some like, media accounts. If I don't want like people to follow me, like, yeah, yeah, people from town and shit, I'll make an Apu Dude. Well, now everybody's gonna follow. Apu yeah, Apu Dude. Dude. Taylor's are still my favorite. Getting crunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit younger than us. Yeah, right? yeah a little so, bit like, younger. That, was getting, so that, was that made big, sense. And yeah. I was like, did you ever have alcohol to that point? He's like, no. Crunk juice. Crunk juice. Yeah, well, it was but little John shit, right? Trunk, crunk juice. I don't remember anything about little John besides Chappelle show. <laughs> and and. Uh, uh, Chappelle's show. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. All right, should we get Taylor on the horn, do yeah. our reviews? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. So we're going to pause for a second, and then we're going to record with Taylor and then plug it in, and it's going to sound like one cohesive thing. Yes. <laughs> to point you, and then I'm not shitting at the moment. Not yet. Nixon 7, dude. <laughs> Shut up. We'll get to that. Hi, Taylor. Welcome. How are you, friend? Uh, I'm okay. I'm not. Just I'm, got I'm, home? I'm, I'm, I'm not shitting, so... Not yet. You yes. will. You will shit tonight. 
Hopefully. I mean, I ship once already today. Usually, usually I'm a once a day kind of guy now. Oh, dude, I, I'm once a day. That's amateur hour. <laughs> I got at least two in me. I usually go like a half hour after getting to work and then about another half hour after I get back to the office. And, and, and then some days, depending on what I had for lunch, it could be like a three or four and like a lot of wiping. Can we not talk about this? I'm going to have to shit. Do you have to poop? No, I okay. will, though. Okay. We'll keep talking about it. So Taylor, um, I didn't say anything. We're gonna we're gonna wait, sit on it for a couple weeks. I just uh, basically said that uh, we're gonna be doing a, like a reshuffling of the chairs on deck for the show. Okay. So we'll we'll I'll explain to you what I have in mind after. But um, Josh will be doing some uh, second mic work over the next couple weeks, and then um, Manfred will be sitting in with us as well. I'm sure we will still randomly decide to call and harass you uh, in the time being, as if that's okay with you. We, you won't expect it, but we're going to call you randomly. Sure. So, okay. uh, can, can do I have any say in my in my thing or no? In what thing? Like how this works? How, you know, if I can address the audience or that's the idea. That's what I'm going to talk to you about. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, but I was just going to say, leave it as is. All I've said so far is that there's going to be a reshuffling of the chairs. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, there's stuff coming, some changes. We're going to be switching for now at least to every other week, and I'll explain all that to you um, in the next couple days. I just got to finalize a few things. To me or Manfro? You and also. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so um, so we skipped last week. Um, before that, Taylor, you gave me – um, on the heels of J. Cole's newest album, you wanted me to go back to one of his albums from 2014, um, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, correct? Yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's his best album to date. And 20, year, 20, 30 years from now, when they look at classic hip-hop records, like how we look at Capital Punishment, Ready to Die, uh, Midnight Marauder, shit like that, 2014 Forest Hills Drive is going to be on that list of all-time great hip-hop records. Um, I'm actually going to have to unequivocally agree with you. Um, I, I was pretty much floored by this album. Like I did give one song a two, but it wasn't one I skipped over or anything along those lines. It's just the one that didn't vibe with me the same way. But, um, there was a song on here that it, it might be one of the best rap songs I've heard in recent memory. Um, I'm going to give the album a four and a half out of five, but I think over time it's probably going to go to a full five as I listen to it more and more. Um, so right off the bat, January 28th, it's a five it, it, to open an album like that. You, you compared J. Cole to Nas and, um, you know, my, one of my favorite albums ever is Illmatic and it opens with New York state of mind for this to open with January 28th. Obviously there's an intro, but what it, it's a cool intro, but whatever, but to open the first track, January 28th, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, um, I compared him to Nas because two of his biggest influences are Jay-Z and Nas. And even though uh, Cole is from North Carolina, he, like I said, he says his biggest influences are New York, or you, is, uh, New hear, York hip-hop. You, you can hear it in his delivery, his flow. It's all right there where his influences come from. Yeah, for sure. And my, my favorite thing about Ju <clears throat> January 28th is like at, towards the end of the song, like the back half of the song, he starts like quoting all these different people. like, and you might be Slick Rick with 19 chains. Now, I don't know anybody else that is quoting Slick Rick in the year of 2013 no, no. or even after the fact or even know who he is. Just even that alone floored me that he yeah. is not only a massive – like I've spoken with a lot of people specifically now that the offseason is out, that he is not only a – The offseason I listened to is all sensational. 
it's 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 incredible. He's it's not even just like he's an amazing MC. That's just like one small part of him. He's this phenomenal artist. He's this phenomenal human being. He's not a great basketball player. No, and, no, no uh, not at all. <laughs> no, but he'd probably like, be the, the starting point guard in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. Derrick Rose has been phenomenal. Fuck off. But he's better off the bench. That's why I said starter. It does doesn't matter. True. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was talking about. Because Alfred Payton is the starter technically. Whoever that. But is. um. You're absolutely right, Taylor. Um, all those things that are rolled in there. Um, the next song had me laughing my ass off, Wet Dreams, uh, about losing your virginity while lying about your sexuality and having boners. It's got everything I want in the song. <laughs> um, it's actually just, a, it is a very, very good song. Um, to open uh, the first three tracks, January 28th, Wet Dreams and O3 Adolescence. O3 Adolescence is fucking phenomenal. Um, a Tale of Two Cities. This is a four. The, my favorite song on the album, I actually gave this song a 10, uh, Fire Squad. Fire Squad is unfucking believable Yeah, Fire Squad is, uh, yeah. Fire Squad's where it's at. It, the, uh, at Troops was a four, um, or I don't remember how he pronounces it, whatever, four. Uh, the only song that I gave less than a, a three was a G-O-M-D. That's one I gave a two. That one does, just does not click with me the same way, but I think it could grow on me over time. I did not hate it, just didn't love it. I, I I see where you're coming from, and it does feel a little bit out of place, but that's just something Cole does. Yeah, and for- it's I, I understand. And the other thing too is that like with this record, his first his first album is just Cole World. It was like he came out like if you listen to his early stuff from 2011. What's nuts about it is that like it's his radio friendly stuff. Like you, it's hard to explain. And then like to go from that to this. Was yeah, phenomenal. The other, for sure. the other crazy thing too is that there's not a single feature on it, and the no. other thing that's really cool is he won a Grammy. I think it was the first time in like 15 years that a hip hop record won a Grammy for best hip hop, uh, best hip hop record of the year without a single feature on it. Yeah, I think nope. that's what it did. Um, so the no role models, I loved it. I loved the George W. Bush quote thrown in at the end of it. Anytime you could fit a George yeah. W. Classic quote in there. I appreciate it. Um, I liked Hello, but it was a little uneven for me. Um, it, it doesn't fully come together, but it's still a really good track. I gave that one a three. Um, the second best song on the album for me is Apparently. Um, I, I, another song I was just floored by. Uh, Love Yours was a five. Completely floored by that one as well. I know To Self, obviously, is a really long track. It's like 14 minutes, but it closes off the album well. Uh, I'm mad at myself that I waited so long to really give like one of his albums start to finish a try. Uh, um, and then when I listened to this, I went and listened to the newest album, which is incredible. Uh, he He's unbelievably talented. I call myself a fan now. Um, definitely. Uh, uh, this album is a four and a half out of five for me. That's awesome. Well, that's, and I've been banging the drum for J. Cole for a while now. You have. Because he is, he's, he's, uh, me and, um, uh, the wife, wife two, is, is that what Ralph's wife is? Wife two? Yes. Or she's, uh, she's, the, she's the wife. She was, I think the, I don't remember. Wife two. Yeah. Wife two. You're right. Actually. Yeah. So me and uh wife two have been really been, met, uh, pretty b- very big advocates for Cole for a long time. And, uh, the, the big thing was that like in a world of fake hip hop where it's overproduced nonsense and the, Talent behind the microphone and spitting the words as at an all-time low. Mumble you rap. Have, 
Yeah, you have two. Uh, I don't even want to call it rap. I, I call it nonsense. Um, well, actually, no, it's, it's, I, I would call it rap. What J. Cole and Kendrick and Logic and Joyner Lucas and all these guys, Schoolboy Q and Royce the Five Nine and all these guys that are still around, that's what's called hip hop. Yeah, Telling for sure. Stories and being a poet with your words. And Cole is, you know, he's he, that's who he is. He, it's him and Kendrick as one and two is the best in the game. Doesn't even come close. People have been going nuts for a Kendrick Lamar and a J. Cole collab record for a long time, but it just hasn't come to fruition yet. Also, because I'm sure Kendrick is doing a million different things. Oh, yeah, J. yeah. Cole yeah. Just Kendrick's going to drop an album one day. He's just going to be like, oh, here's my new album, and then it's going to come out. That's absolutely how he's going to do Lloyd it. Lloyd Banks has a new album coming out June 4th. Is it really? Yes. Just putting, you guys, putting everybody on notice now. What are the members of G that's going to be featured? None. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it going to be uh, – you going to get a Tony Yayo and an Obi Trice feature on there? Maybe. Maybe. No, Maybe. What are your thoughts, G-Unit versus Wu-Tang? Uh, well, personally, G-Unit, but I love <laughs> I love Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang forever. But uh, I think uh, G-Unit, in my head, I would prefer listening to G-Unit's albums more than Wu-Tang. I, I would go Wu-Tang a thousand times over. <laughs> it's – <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's done a lot for the community, but I, I, it's, they're for the children. They're for the children. <laughs> what are you gonna all, say, Taylor? It's it's all personal preference. Like I like I'm not I wouldn't get mad because all the stories I've heard of Manfro growing up is all he did was listen to G Unit and like Static X. <laughs> it's actually so, all in general. Yeah. yeah it's G Unit and, Stat, <laughs> and Static X. That's all he cared about. So like, uh, you know, I I, I don't hate it. Yep. Fucking OGs. This goth kid coming in with a G unit shirt. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the G unit in script. Like the just the black shirt with G unit in script. And I'm oh like, my god, I do that was yeah. how do you remember that I had that? But I don't. Dude, that's the only time you ever looked remotely cool. <laughs> J- Jamal looks at me and he goes, We should give him some hater aid. And he's like, Yeah, he can have some hater aid. So then well, we were like a little group or something. Yeah, it was me, you, Jamal, Shlam. OGs or something? Yeah. yeah OGs. OG hater aid. <laughs> Taylor, you're not missing much here. <laughs> it's a trip down slow bus lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we even threw Richie yeah. a bone, too. No one has. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's like, what the yeah, fuck are they you, talking uh, about? Yeah, you guys lost me at the, yeah, he can have some hater aid. You were so cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. All I right. have a friend named Jamal. That's just cool right there. Yeah, seriously. I have a friend named Kenyatta. <laughs> um, I have a friend so, named Marcus. Yeah. Who's that name? Uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, now we're just saying names, and, ma- and guess he's gonna have to sit in the unvaccinated section <laughs> <laughs> with Bob. Well, I mean, you know, just from what he's told me, as long as he doesn't have to sit anywhere near Perosi's big fucking mouth. That Dude, I've just been trolling this kid I never met in a group chat. Like, I, I think I named the group chat. Don't piss me off, Marcus. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, li- li- literally, Manfro, in this group chat, the first thing he says, he goes, who is Marcus? And is he going to piss me off? <laughs> <laughs> just make him. I know he's a shy person, so I have to naturally stoke those coals because I'm, I'm going to make you either want to fight me or fuck me. That's my goal with anyone I meet. And next, and so that, that's I was, child, explaining, child. I was explaining. I was explaining Dan to Marcus, and I go, "Listen, man, he's a good dude. He talks a little too much, but like, there was no one I would rather have in the foxhole next to me. But the only per- problem is, is that if we were in the same foxhole, you would probably try to suck my dick. That's exactly yeah. what would happen. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. <laughs> and then you're I'm gonna suck. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> this is fucking right. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, cock meat sandwich. Get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> so, so Taylor, um, all of us watched the movie I gave you. Josh watched it, Manfred watched it. I saw it in the theater. Um, so why don't you take it away? And maybe, because four of us talking over a, a, a Zoom, maybe we'll save our commentary for after you're off the horn and we do our picks. Fair? Little comments, then we can talk about it. So yep. go ahead. I don't give a shit either way. Uh, yeah, this movie, uh, let's see, out of 10, this movie gets a four uh, oh. board. Um genuinely just boring. I mean, there was a lot of really good action. Um, there were a couple crazy kills and a little bit over the top. Like, I feel like I've watched, I've seen this movie before. It was called Warm Bodies, except this was better. Uh, the whole thing with Chris Bodies Maria, was a zombie twilight. Right. But what I'm saying is this was better, but like how the zombies were self-aware and how they had like a hierarchy and that's the queen and you got to get fucking Like that whole uh, aspect of it, but um, replacing Chris D'Elia with Tig Notaro, uh, it sucks because, you know, the movie was shot and they kind of just threw Tig in there to be the helicopter pilot, and you could tell she wasn't there. It was just a last-second thing. That sucked, and there's nothing you could do about that, but, you know, it, the scenes she was in weren't really that great to begin with. Oh, I dude, I, I, she was, like, my favorite part of it, honestly. I thought yeah. she was fucking great, and I was glad that Chris D'Elia's career is over because of it. <laughs> Nah, and here's the thing, like, I'm not mad at it, you know what I mean? I'm just, I, I didn't think it didn't hit all that well, I mean, under the time crunch, because the movie was, like, about to come out when it all was that done. shit happened. Crystal yeah, is like, was, I like fucking teenage girls. Yeah, it was done, right? So, um, basically, the whole thing with uh, Dave Batista felt kind of, I don't know, the, the whole movie felt kind of lame. The the zombie tiger was pretty cool. Um, a couple of the <laughs> A couple of the kills were pretty funny. Like the the one guy that was a piece of shit that they offered as a fucking sacrifice. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah the guy that was yeah the, the rapist. Yeah, yeah Theo, <laughs> Theo Theo Rossi. He was Juice in Sons of Anarchy. Yes, um, suck there too. Uh huh. He What's also sucked there as well. Uh, I as... said I said his character sucked in Sons of Anarchy too. Like not not him as an actor. I mean like. You know, he just played that fucking shitty side character who at the end kind of fucked everybody over. Yeah, Juice Juice stunk up until like the, he had like a half of a season where he was like good because like they found out his parents were black and you can't be you can have black parents in like the in that motorcycle club or whatever and he was trying to hide it. But okay. he, besides that, like him getting sacrificed, him getting dragged away was hilarious because uh, he was like screaming and crying the whole time. Um, I will say, uh, the fucking scene at the end with, uh, I keep thinking that's the guy from Dark Knight where he goes, uh, 500 grand dead, a million alive. I forget that guy's name. Oh, no, no, that's not him. This guy was um, Nicolas Cage's best friend in Kick-Ass. He was the cop that uh, eventually adopted her, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. Um, I, to be honest, I completely forgot because after he gets locked in the safe with all the cash, I yeah. completely forgot about it at the end. And then I'm like, when you see him at the end, like, he, you know, he still has cash and he's fucking, and he gets the plane and get the hell out of there. And I'm like, did he get bit? And then, you know, you see it at the end where, you know, there is a bite mark and he's losing his mind. And Yeah, he's cut, like, I'm shit. And where am I landing? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, cut the black. So um, all in all, it's not a bad movie. It's it's fun for what it is. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't watch it again. It wasn't that. It wasn't that great, in my in my opinion. I got it gets a four out of ten. All right, all right. So I'm gonna save our comments for um, once we jump off the 
boring with you because I think we'll get into a, a bit. It's hard to do over four people. So Josh told me that you both are giving me an album this week. Uh, yeah, and it's been a week, so I forget what album I'm giving him. So Josh, you go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, so since we watched a zombie movie, sure. Uh, I'm gonna give you an album about zombies. Okay. Uh, it's actually a sequel to an album that Taylor gave you uh, way back when. Uh, it's Zombie 2 by The Devil Wears Prada. So when you look it up in Apple Music, it's actually Z2 with the Roman numeral. Okay, Z2. Uh, it's a quick listen. It's 20 minutes, five songs. Uh, pretty good stuff. Um, Devil Wears Prada is kind of like all over the place for me. They have some stuff that I really, I like really Zombie love. when Taylor gave it to me. It's yeah. really good. Their best song's a cover. They'll fly. <laughs> That's... He's not entirely wrong. Yeah, I'm, not to- I'm not totally wrong. I like their <laughs> shit, but I their That's cover their cover made me go out and buy punk. Punk goes crunk. Punk goes crunk. Okay. All right. So Taylor, do you remember your album? Yes, I do. And uh, yeah, the Z- Zombie Two is I, I I love it a lot, Josh. Now that I've actually listened to it. Um, so um, I want to keep it on hip hop and. Kind of in the, it's not in the same realm as J. Cole, but before the, before his new album came out, you know, a lot of these hip hop guys will go on these radio stations and they'll drop freestyles. Yeah. You know, you see Lil Dicky on Sway in the Morning, you'll see all these guys go on the Breakfast Club. Um, so J. Cole went on LA Leakers and did a freestyle and he did over two separate beats. One first beat, I couldn't remember what it was, but the second beat was so, was so legendary that I, it brought me right back, you know, to like 2000, what the fuck, to like 2006, 2007. And the album I'm going to give you is Who Is Mike Jones fuck by you. Mike Jones. I just right. recently fucking referenced this. Okay. So <laughs> this is, this is, this is Houston, Texas, South, dropped and screwed hip hop, grimy and dirty. It's it's Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Slim Thug on the iconic track "Still Tippin," which still fucking kills, and that beat is still phenomenal. Um, but the whole album itself is actually pretty damn good for what it is. You know, it, it, you're not gonna get this. He's not this lyrical wizard like fucking like Melly Mel or Tretch or, any, or anything of that imagination. And he's also not even like this great grandioso fucking guy. He was just someone that hit hard in like 2006 2007 and disappeared like a year later them franchise boys (laughs) (laughs) them franchise boys hot garbage (laughs) or d4l shake that laffy taffy oh my god bubba sparks bubba I remember when you had to fight bubba sparks in in def jam fight for new york all the time i was like That game was was so good. I was like, why is Bubba Sparks and Fat Joe the same person? And I'm like, no, wait, they're not. No, they're not. So, all right, I'm interested to listen to this because besides that knowing the who Mike Jones, I don't think I've ever heard a Mike Jones song, legitimately. So I'm going to... You have. You've heard of one song, that's it. What song? You've definitely heard Still Tip and zero chance you haven't heard it at least once. I, if I did, okay. He might have not heard Still Tip. He's definitely heard back go, then. Everybody, everybody's heard back then. Five years from now. Bro, I, yo, dude, Still Tippin' was huge compared to, I mean, back then was a big song, but Still Tippin' was like it. 
That's what's on MTV once I hear it, I'll be like, oh, I've, I've heard this before, but I just never knew who it was. But there is, I'd say, a 50-50 chance I have no recollection of ever hearing it. Well, like, back then, they, like, uh, a lot of rap, right? Like, Mike Jones and stuff, yeah, they make yeah. an album, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, if you had your, like, pulse to the streets, you would get, like, mixtapes. Yeah, of course. DJ White Owl and a couple other fucking guys, they made, like, these mixtapes, and, like, the Houston would come up with their own mixtape, and it was always, like... Uh, it's okay, and then they would like do. They were more of the media fame. Sure, sure. So they would have albums and stuff, while other rappers were trying to create their name more with like the mixtapes and shit. And these were more mass produced. Gotcha. And like they did the chopped and screwed shit, and they did shit that like people never even heard of, but people loved it. Gotcha. At the time. All right, so I'm going in raw. But uh, all right, Taylor, you got anything else for us? Uh, no. But uh, yeah, whatever. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I'll hit you up and let you know what's going on. Are you going to take a shit now? Uh, no. Liar. All right, bye, Taylor. I didn't bye, know that I'm sorry to disappoint you. All right, so we just did our picks. Uh, Taylor gave his review of Army of the Dead. Very disappointed he didn't like it. Yeah. Josh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, dude, I thought it was great. I had um, a fucking blast with it. It was so obscene. Like, you know, you can recognize it's a zombie movie, so it's not going to be a fucking oh, cinematic story. fucking masterpiece. It's uh, the, the Okay, first off, the whole story is pretty much the premise of Aliens. Yeah. Literally, where the guy comes in where he works for the big company that's paying you, and he's there to steal the scientific experiment, not save people. Literally, the, the same exact thing in fucking Aliens. Yeah. There's the girl with the red bandana, which was clearly homage. That scene in the fucking kitchen Dude. was a legitimately awesome scene where all the zombies were hybrid. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like and the guy misled her, the the douchebag guy from Deadwood. Um, that scene was legitimately gray zombie scene. That that sold me on the movie. Like I was enjoying myself. I was entertained. And then that happened. I'm like, yo, I'm this in, is fucking I, I'm wild. This, I will say the opening credits were phenomenal with yeah, fucking yeah. Viva Las Vegas, Richard Cheese doing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm read gonna watch it. it again probably this week. I at some watched point. it with the landlord last week again, and I I, I went and saw it in the theater the day it came. They did it a week early in the theater, man. From yeah, and I was like. Like I want to go. I haven't gone to the movies. I'm like, I want to go see this. It'll probably be is fun. That Chucky, th- Chucky Finster and yes, socks? it's Chucky Finster on my socks. Nice. Oh, I, yeah. I bought a, a whole pair of Nickelodeon socks the other day. The one that has like Rocco and Angry Beavers on it yeah. and shit. Um, so I went and saw in the theater by myself. I took some medicine right beforehand. <laughs> uh, the the theater, the Cinemark in Wayne is awesome. The new yeah. movie theater they built by Willowbrook Mall. It's literally they have the Cinemark XD, which is the screen goes from wall to wall and ceiling oh, to floor. Awesome. It's like an IMAX. When pretty I much. when I buy my fucking Fast Nine tickets in a couple of days, I'll go make sure I'll go uh, there instead of AMC. Fast yes, nine. no, it's, it's a million times better than Wayne's AMC. It's yeah. a million times. Right, I'm going to read you my, my, this is the Please. notes I took. Sure. So I said, sure. starts off cool and imaginative. That's like the opening yeah. credits and shit. Nice little backstories on each character. I, yeah. I was, I with was a cool it. cover. It was like the down with the sickness and dawn yeah. of the dead. Yeah. So then I said, then I have rapist gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went from credits to rapist gets killed. There's like 20 minutes in between yeah. there. Gets revenge. <laughs> the rapist that got killed gets revenge. Yeah. And then uh, I said, once they're in Vegas, there's this long, drawn-out shit and, like, the stupidity... And then, like, well, the, the girl f- leaving is the stupidest fucking shit. Like, I know like, you gotta make them... It's the just filler. Like, it's, 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 it's to get... For, it's um, um, a plot hole. It's not a plot hole. It's a plot lane to get from point A to point B and sometimes point C. So they find this money, right? Yeah. And everybody, there's... Like, what drives me nuts in most of these movies, they don't make the threat seem real because there's no sense of urgency. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got the money, and like everybody's lollygagging around and shit. And it's like, 
Yo, you just saw like fucking people get eaten and shit and but, blown up and stuff. You've got to fucking get in there and out of there. I don't care how fucking well, master you are. That's where I agree with you, but that's why I like when they brought in that they moved the nuking up. Because yeah. the nuking was my concern more than the zombies, that they're going to get fucking nuked. Yeah. And they were like, it was supposed to be in 24 hours. They're like, oh, it's actually going to be in, in uh, 90 minutes. So, I, so maybe the zombie threat they didn't have an urgency about because they felt like they could handle it to some extent. Yeah. But when they moved the nuke up, I was like, all right, bring in that little bit of tension because now you're and we also know at the same time the crazy zombies they're not the crazy whatever the the fast ones the running zombies yeah. are hunting now yeah because and the, batista's whole crew had no clue about the the queen's head getting cut off and shit yeah, yeah. and that these guys are even coming yeah i love the german guy the fucking the oh, yeah, safe he cracker great. he had me fucking cra- he's getting his own netflix series like a prequel one oh, about okay. like what he was doing in the beginning of it so yeah and then like the i put like the threat doesn't like it doesn't feel like believable because of the like the way that they were just going yeah. About it, it doesn't feel like a and uh, no survivors because of the lack of urgency. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, it's gonna set up a sequel. And then I was like, my original thought was that they were setting up a sequel with Batista, and then he gets bit. Yeah, but then that that gets debunked, and I was like, oh, maybe not. And then I was I was in the middle of all this. I was like, I wanted to know what your guys the comparison to White Walkers. What the in the, the, the in Game of Thrones? Yeah, like the, there's there's a what, similar like, oh, their thinking process, like how they had like a hierarchy and like yes, yeah. Um, I, I didn't. I put that too. That that's what I so, connected the most with. Like, so I, I I'm probably a harder one to do that with because of the amount of fucking zombie shit I've watched. It actually is a really good comparison because you had you know the fucking Night King kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that you only became a running zombie if he bit you. Yeah. So that's why they did that whole thing where he sacrificed him. Now I don't know if any of you guys caught this part, but um, the scene when um they're they're trying to escape after the guy locks them in, there's one of the zombies gets shot and. His face looks almost like robotic, like legitimately. Like it looks like it lights up and then it turns off. So I was reading into it a little bit, and there's interviews with Zack Snyder says, who's to say that the zombies I'm working with here didn't find a way to manipulate the technology? They can think kind of thing. So I don't know if it was a mistake or just an effect the way it hit. When you watch it again, watch what I'm talking about. But then I saw the, the, I thought the premise, so he kind of went into things that he kind of explored in Dawn of the Dead. The baby zombie specifically. I was like, yo, he knocked this bitch up, which I appreciated more than in the Dawn of the Dead remake where the woman became a zombie baby she was pregnant with. I was like, the idea of it was kind of interesting that they actually felt something, like there was like a, a love connection between these kinds of zombies. You went into things that haven't really been done fully besides Game of Thrones. I thought Batista was really good. I, I do like him as a leading man. But they they yeah, could have fucking took a half hour dialogue out of that well, fucking that's, movie. That's, well, that's one thing. I, it was a two and a half hour long movie, but they didn't need so much fucking well, bullshit. Well, I'm sure if you remove the slow motion, it's about a half hour shorter. Because <laughs> yeah, Zack no, Snyder, that's all he does is I slow motion. I had no problem with any of the action scenes. I think they were all great. Like, oh, it's when they're leaving the, the casino, shit. the shit is dope. It's the shit between... That, like, fucking drives me nuts, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this well, fucking asshole I, guy fucked me, and he locked the door on me, like, oh, my I God. I think the scenes that you're talking about that where they probably could have trimmed it, is, and maybe even put something else in, is when he's trying to, and listen, I get its plot points. It didn't ruin anything for me, but about his relationship with his daughter and everything, yeah. like, where uh, I thought, like, part of it made me laugh. He's like, I'm going to make artisan grilled cheese sandwiches. Like, <laughs> it shit was funny, but I, I would have, I the, if they were going to place one thing, is I would have liked a little bit more of, like, the comedic kind of stuff they did like in Dawn of the Dead when they're shooting Burt Reynolds and Jay Leno and Rosie O'Donnell and shit because I think Snyder has a pretty good comedic sense like there's some funny things in the movie like the German guy
guy's fucking hilarious. Tig Notaro, I thought was great. Yeah, is, I, that's a hard I, disagree with Taylor I, on that one. I hate my life so deeply, and I don't think that if you didn't know that she got was placed in there, you would be able to tell fully. Like I thought they did a decent I job they with did it. A pretty good job. Like you I know, mean, she wasn't in the movie in those scenes at all. The, the helicopter pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they replaced her. The movie was done, and Crystalia, all the stuff came out. So like, well, we got to do this. That's all green screen shit and body doubles. Oh, and it was shit. like, it, I and I only could tell because I knew. And yeah. I think that if you didn't, you couldn't tell. Landlord had no idea when she we watched was in, it. She was in the Kroll show, I think, the other day. I was watching like maybe the Silverman show. But the lady helicopter pilot was Yeah, in. she's a very successful stand-up comedian. I've never okay. seen her comedy. I'm confident I would hate it because they can only imagine what her uh, her themes are. It's not my thing, but she she was funny in that fucking movie. She had me cracking yeah, 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 up. Yeah, no, she was good. Um, I, 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 I w- it was way better than I was expecting it to be. I went in like... Cause you know I don't love Snyder. There's things I appreciate about him. Like... The whole opening thing with Viva Las Vegas, it was funny, and then it was kind of tragic, and you're seeing like what's yeah, happening. And then, then I watched this. Viva Rock Vegas right after that. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally goes to me, he's like, "Dude, I watch Viva Rock Vegas." I'm like, "Why?" I was like, like "Don't." I recommend don't watch. I like the I like the Flintstones with John Goodman yeah, and Rosie yeah, 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 and uh, Rick Moranis. Was, That's actually a really good movie. Well, I was, was like, that one? Uh, was Viva Rock Vegas a straight to DVD kind no, of movie? I, was no, that no, no, it wasn't no. because I took my sister to see it in the theater when it came so out. So they replaced the whole cast and put it in theaters. Yeah, with Mark Addy. They replaced him with Robert Baratheon. Uh, Ivana Humpalot's in there. Ivana, Ivana Humpalot. You're right. That That's actually exactly who it is. <laughs> yeah, terrible. All right, so what would you give Army of the Dead on the, the 1 to 10 scale? You know, I'd give it a solid uh, 6.8. I think when it comes to like as a fundamental movie, it's it's probably like a 5 out of 10. Yeah. As far as entertainment factor, it's an 8 out of 10. Oh, for yeah, me. For I, sure. I genuinely had a blast watching it. Like You know, like when I watch it again, I'll know the parts that I can kind of fast forward through because yeah. I'm really just watching it again to catch the action. Correct. Uh, but the action was done really fucking well. Dude, he's a really good visual director, Snyder. Even in the his bad DC stuff, which after seeing the Snyder cut versus the what Justice League was mm-hmm. and the director's cut of Batman versus Superman versus the theatrical cut, he gets how to make a movie. Yeah. It's just he puts so much filler crap in there. Yeah, he gets how to make a movie, but the movies that he makes that are good are fucking three and a half to four hours yeah. long. Well, and that's that's why I've always said my biggest complaint with him is he's all style, no substance. Like, all his movies look good. Like, Man of Steel looks amazing, but there's no chemistry. How do you not develop chemistry between Lois Clark, Lo- Lois Lane, and Clark Kent? How, do you, how does that not happen but regardless so let me think my pick for you this week i was talking to you about it before josh mm. um now that you're going to be doing a little bit more second mic stuff if i can do more horror movies now yeah and the other one i had was maybe because i have two albums i give you two things since we have two weeks okay maybe we'll like do that it. yeah okay so i'm going to give you what was my favorite horror movie last year okay and one of my favorites in recent memory uh called the dark and the wicked the dark and the this movie was so fucking eerie, and it didn't scare me, but I was, like, uncomfortable watching it. The landlord, while we were watching it, she had to, like, look out the window for a while because it was making her uncomfortable. Uh, premise of the movie is pretty simple. Uh, brother and sister go back to their childhood home because their father is ailing and the mother's having trouble taking care of them on their farm, and shit starts getting weird. Part hereditary, part the witch okay. is how I would describe it. Okay. It's, very, like it. it's very bizarre. It's really fucked up. The other thing I'm going to give you, um, I texted you about this earlier in the week. Um, I watched this with the landlord on Sunday. The guy and only announced it two days before that he was dropping a Netflix special. I don't know if you ever watched him before, Manfro. Uh, Bo Burnham. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen You've probably seen him in things and know who he is. But he I, he did stand-up comedy. He was big with like college tours and shit like that. Right, Josh? He's, yeah. he's uh, our age. He's only 31, I think. Um, but he, I never called him stand up because he goes up there and plays songs while he's doing it. He does like all this weird like sound effect stuff. 
He's like a song and dance man, like Andy Kaufman. Okay. So he filmed, you might like this. He filmed this special in quarantine where he was in his house in one room the whole time. And he basically took a year to make it. And it was all different bits and songs and things he was working on. And you could see his hair start to grow and his beard start to grow. And it blurred the lines between what was a, a bit and what was him actually kind of like losing it, being stuck inside. He was in the Kroll show. I'll watch. Oh, you, dude, I think you'd like it. He, he <laughs> suffers from... Uh, some types of mental illness as any comedian does he stopped performing live five years ago because he was having panic attacks on stage so this is his first return to this he's directed a movie since then eighth grade which was phenomenal he was in promising young woman uh he was in a bunch of other comedic stuff recently but he he wrote all this in there he, it's very crash course and it starts out super funny it gets really really dark and really bizarre the thing i was comparing it to the landlord i had to pause it at one point Andy Kaufman had one network special, right? And it didn't get aired till after he died because in the middle of the special, he had the effects played with so it looked like their TV signal was fucked up so the people would get out of their seat and start hitting their TV thinking something was wrong with it. <laughs> but it, it was just how he did it. And I don't know what was, what was a work and what was a shoot in this Bo Burnham special. So it's called Bo Burnham Inside. I was, I knew I'd be, I, saw, I took the landlord to see him live once for his last Netflix special when we were first dating. And I, I get what he does. It's not my style of stand-up. This floored me. I don't know if it's a movie, if it's performance art, or if it's him legitimately losing his mind at parts. Is it anything like uh, close to Flight of the Concords? He's he's very influenced by them. Okay. So there's a lot of songs that are like that. Like one of the songs is called like um, a, a white girl on Instagram, and it's like plays into like stereotypes of what they'll post. And I was fucking howling. I was so impressed by this. Like I I, it, I knew I would probably be entertained. It's an hour and a half, and I was like, how is he going to get this this long and make it work? And I was completely enthralled. So um, the Pixar, the Dark and the Wicked, and Bo Burnham Inside. Cool. I need you to just text me after you finish Bo Burnham Inside because I need someone else to talk to it about. Okay. So whenever. You watch it, text me. If you watch it, let me know because it's it fucking floored me. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch both of them because I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> uh, dude, Dark and the Wicked's fucked up. Yeah, it's 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 really fucking twisted. Um, uh, I was watching like because you were we were texting also, and I I watched Wrath of Man, and Dan hates Jason Statham. I do hate Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I don't love Guy Ritchie either. I'm indifferent because I love Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. That's kiss, Kiss, yeah. Bang, Bang is a yeah. good movie. Everything else, I'm like, eh, I didn't so, like, like the gentleman. The gentleman to me, like Guy Ritchie came back with the gentleman after not doing anything like not doing too much maybe i need to rewatch it and get like really blitzed beforehand because yeah. there's some, some of his movie and i like when things are over the top but i feel like he tries to walk this line between like this like serious kind of tone and then it's completely ludicrous like tarantino gets sometimes yeah well like the the colin ferrell cameo in gentleman is yeah fucking great like yeah. the boxing coach and he's in his native tongue it's fucking that's like it's funny i don't love colin farrell but i like him in guy Ritchie movies yeah yeah <laughs> and then like weird. then I, I watched his wrath of man and it's like fucking. It's just yeah. like a Guy Ritchie movie. You know what? I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna watch that before the next yeah. episode. I'll watch Wrath of Man. I, I would. I'm if, gonna if commit you can. to. It. I know. I'm, I'm going to because I, I. I'm, I'm gonna talking get, to Josh, not you. And, Fuck if, you. If Josh can, yeah, three Josh. movies is a lot for him. It in, might uh, have to. Two. It might have to rent it though because that's the only way I could do it. Yeah, I think it's a rent one. I know Dark and the Wicked's a rent one on iTunes. Because they were but, giving all this shit out on HBO Max, but I guess not all fucking uh, movie producers and shit. Oh, Wrath of Man's on HBO Max? No, 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 no. I'm saying they do. Oh, some of the stuff is, and some isn't. Yeah, most of the big movies. So, that come out are on HBO Max, what, but now now more 
lately, it's like, no. Well, it was only a certain set. It was a lot of the Warner Brother properties uh, that I went to HBO Max. The Harvey Weinstein all, stuff? Yes. <laughs> it was Warner's entire 21, 21 slate. Correct. On HBO Max. Oh, I had, so okay. I, uh, the landlord and I went to the movies on Sunday. Uh, we went and saw Quiet Place 2, which was fucking awesome. Especially if you liked the first one. It was Silly and Murphy being brought into it. I was fucking down right away. Wasn't um, Jim from The Office in there? He wrote, directed, and starred in the first one with his oh, okay. wife, Emily Blunt. And he wrote and directed Is this he in one, the second too. one? Uh, flashbacks. That's, okay, that's all Spoiler. I need. He's, he's done. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to watch. It. <laughs> no, it, dude, two was awesome. Like I've, I've heard, re- I've heard. Wasn't it he the new Jack reviews. Reacher? Uh, yes, he yes. was, and that's supposed to be really good too, from what I understand. Yeah, it's cool, like where to see where his career is. Like when you think about his Jim, and now he's like, I'm gonna write and direct and it's a horror all movie. Because of uh, uh, the fucking English guy, Jermaine, Gervais, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, it's because, because of the of office. <laughs> so saw um, Quiet Place Two, awesome. Um, Josh knows we've talked about it, but there's the girl from the office is really fucking hot. Pam, right? no, the Who? one that was dating Ed in the beginning. Which she she what? came a little bit later. She Ellie was Kemper? She, yeah, she was... Yeah. She's in trouble right now. She's canceled. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. She's the KKK princess. <laughs> she won a beauty pageant that... It isn't technically I the know, KKK, but it it's today. tied in, like, an uh, like 1890s white nationalist, like, oh. group. But it seems to me like... More she, it seems like she kind of... <laughs> Hate fuck that bitch. I I feel like she was like one of these people who's just trying to break into modeling. It's like, oh, beauty pageant, I'll join it. Like I'm like, come on, we're really gonna cancel her over being 19 well, years she, old? She's yeah. the she's the uh, Kimmy one, Schmidt. She's in 21 Jump Street. She's the teacher, right? That Shannon Tams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the other thing that it's funny, this will tie into the office too. But maybe you and Sam might like the show on HBO. That just it, the finale was just on Sunday with Kate Winslet, and Josh and I were talking about like she'll always have a place in our hearts. Mayor Easttown. Yeah, Mayor of Easttown. Have you watched it? No, no. Dude, it's always on, and I'm like, next. Dude, I thought I was figuring the same thing, but then on WFAN last week, Boomer and Geo, Mark and Maggie, and then Craig and Evan were all talking about it. I'm like, if this has gotten into the airwaves of yeah. WFAN, I'm like, I got to give this a shot. People had all these theories, and they weren't trying to say them. So the landlord and I started it on Thursday. We did the first episode, and I was like, that was really good. But we were saying we like Kate Winslet because those titties were so important in our like yeah, childhood. Yeah, yeah. They were like the titties what was at that, the time. Was that the first thing you ever wanked it to? No, no. Mine was uh, American Visiting Pie. my grandma. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nadia. Or oh, Nadia. Nadia. Yeah, yeah. Sh- Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. That's probably like right there. I feel like, no, for me. It's the first time I shot my first blank. I, I remember. <laughs> it, it was staying up late because I couldn't sleep and watching like Showtime and HBO, like fucking softcore porn. My dad like, had that locked. Some mornings I would wake up and I'd be scrolling through channels and it wouldn't be locked. So he would like titties. lock them during the day. And then I guess whenever he'd watch There were always these movies that they were like really worse Steven Seagal action movies like it's about some kind of like bank heist and in the middle of it the girl's like what are we gonna do Ugh. it takes out her fucking titties <laughs> and then they fuck 69. and then they finish up and then they're like don't take the money but let me suck that cock yeah. but you know they don't show any penetration it's full of like softcore porn the but, Skinamax shit um, but no Mayor of Easttown dude I I was the first episode is like it's all takes place in a small town they all have really good Philly accents Roy from The Office plays her ex-husband. So I was like, oh, another Office reference here. Oh. He was a really good actor. Guy Pierce is I knew he it. was going to be after replacements. Dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but uh, I w- it's only seven episodes, Mayor of East Town. It just ended Sunday. This is how quickly it blew up. It crashed HBO Max the night of the final episode. Nice. Like, I was like, that hasn't happened since Game of Thrones, when the, uh, the season premiere of the last two seasons. I was like, holy shit, this show crashed it, and it's only been out for seven weeks. So 
definitely check that out. I really, I was surprised by how much I like. It's just a murder mystery, the whole show. Um, yeah, and a girl gets murdered. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Kroll's show lately. Nick Kroll's? Yeah, well, because Sam, like, seen skits and stuff. Sure. And, like, I always talk about the skits, but now I'm watching, re-watching it, and, like, John Mulaney is fucking banging Olivia Munn now. Yeah, dude, that came out of nowhere. I was reading about how fucked up he was oh, before yeah. he went to rehab. They said he was 102 pounds. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, like, he got that, he was that fucked up partying that much, just drinking, not eating, probably doing pills and on like top his, of And, like, his stand-up's fucking, like, rogue as shit. You know what's like, funny? I don't love his, I think he's funny. I do not love his stand-up. Like, his style yeah. isn't really my thing, but he's a funny I fuck. I actually saw him and Kroll do the, oh, hello. On, I remember when you Broadway, went to that. And that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's... The ushers close the door, and they're like, oh, okay, we can get back to the jokes now. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I, I need to know how he pulled off Olivia Munn, because he she goes from Aaron Rodgers to John Mulaney. Yeah. That's a that's a weird, like, and, like uh, pivot. Aaron Rodgers is like... With Shayla Woodley? Yeah, he goes, with, he goes from Munn to Dana Kilpatrick to Shayna Woodley. The one, she was in The Divergence... Divergent. Yeah, the diver Divergent movies. Yeah, Divergent. I remember first seeing her in a. I, I don't. I wish I never watched this movie. I remember I was sick, mm -hmm. and I I heard people, girls specifically talking about Fold this movie. Of the stars. I watched it when I was all fucked up, like sick. What a horribly depressing movie. Oh yeah, probably. it was literally about kids with cancer that fall in love, yeah. and then what do you think happens to one of them? They die. It was fucking miserable. It's like my girl. Yeah, it dude, worse. it was <laughs> yeah. worse. Like my girl, like I, I was sitting That's there. That's the one with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, where he steps on the beehive. Oh he yeah. Need, Michael J needs his glasses. <laughs> he needs his glasses. Oh my god, I did a Mentos video to my what's, girl. What's the one? What's the one with uh, Macaulay Culkin where he pushes the girl through the ice? The Page Master. Yeah. No, no, no. The Page Master was the animated one where you, um, you're talking about uh, the Good Son yeah. with Elijah Wood in it too. Very young Frodo is in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, put it the girl, and I was like watching it one day, and I'm like, oh, this is the ice. This is a fucked up movie. Boom, puts it through the ice. I'm like, what the? Yeah, that fuck? was uh, the Good Son, where um, at the end of the movie, the mother lets Macaulay Culkin fall to his death because he's evil. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, I every, like every any mother should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't yours? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, the I like hanger missed. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> um, That's why my I nose is so fucked up. <laughs> I like Richie Rich a lot. I'll, I'll watch Richie Rich right now. I like uh, his butler. I like in that Blank movie. Check better. Blank Check ruled. <laughs> yeah, but dude. I like the butler in Richie Rich when he, yeah. when they, they knock at the security guards and he's like, "This is Nash." <laughs> <laughs> dude, I can I can name so many of those fucking family movies from when we were kids. Oh, dude, that like I'll probably still watch. Like, Dunstan checks in. Fucking uh, Sinbad <laughs> and First Kid, where he First plays kid. the fucking uh, the, 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 the Secret Service. Yeah, Secret. Uh, uh, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace with uh, that. That was uh, Christopher Lloyd as the homeless guy. Oh, I watched Nobody finally uh, with Bob Odenkirk with Saul oh, Goodman, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's John Wick. Dude, it was awesome. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Christopher Lloyd is in it as his father. Is That's there awesome. like? Is there like a? Is he like? He's, he's Bob Odenkirk's like our dad's ages. Well, not your dad. Correct. Yeah. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, is he kicking everybody's ass? Um. So it's basically a John Wick kind of story. He was like an auditor for like. See, uh, like I like Gran Torino because Gran Torino. No, rules. Clint Eastwood wasn't kicking anybody's ass, but he was just badass dude. Well, see, so the, I, there's obviously there's a backstory, and it's not just the way they lay it out with Bob Odenkirk in this movie is that it's kind of in his family, like oh, what they're okay. about. So that's why Christopher Lloyd is in it, RZA's in it, um, dude. It was so ridiculous. It's only an hour and a half, and it doesn't waste any time in just getting into the whole premise of the movie. Like it's all right, we're gonna start instead of it being John Wick's dog. Uh, it started because some people broke in and they stole his daughter's uh, kitty cat bracelet, and he's like, "All right, I'm back." And not he didn't say I'm back, but he. 
just started going on a tirade. The violence is awesome. It's not John Wick, but it's fun. And Odenkirk fucking rules. Yeah. I was like very down to watch that. Well, finally. the first time I watched John Wick with Sam and like the dog. Oh, did she start crying? She was like, oh my God. And I was like, that's fucking uh, Reek. Yeah, that's Reek. <laughs> and Dude. that was fucking just like a great because he's like a retired guy. So he knows yeah, all this shit. It gives you this little backstory so you have an emotional the connection to him movie, and the dog. Though he's like doing all this MMA and judo and all these different movies yeah. and shit. And it's like believable. By the time he gets to the second movie, it's like, okay, impossible. I know, it was awesome. And then it gets like more and more impossible. Then he's riding he's horses, fighting, finger, fighting with Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite kills that he has in the third one is he throws a knife into a guy's head <laughs> and then he takes that guy's head and mashes yep. into another guy's head and kills him with the other end of the knife yeah. that he threw into the wall. I know, it's fucking, awesome. I love it. I, I, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I want Keanu to do nothing but... He did an action sci-fi movie recently with... Um, uh, she was in. She was the hot chick and she's out of my league. Um, Alice Eve, I think, is her name. She was in the second Star Trek movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's super fucking hot. It was called Replicas. And, <laughs> dude, I remember. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. The reviews come out. They're like, we can't believe how bad this is. So, like, I got to watch this. And it was so bad that it was awesome. Like, Thomas Middleditch is in it as well from Silicon Valley. The whole premise of the movie is car accident. His whole family dies, right? And he's working for someone that's tried, a company that's working on making clones. Yeah. And then shit, weird shit starts happening with the clones. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And it's like peak bad Keanu. And I loved it. Dude, I love, he's one of those guys that's in so many movies that you can't keep track of it. And then there's some that are just so bad. Like, he was in a movie a couple years ago with Ana de Armas. Where she oh, and like they kidnapped, they came into his house and yeah. buried him up to his head. Yeah. I heard about that on WFAN also. <laughs> I they were talking about it's like I gotta watch this. You, what the fuck is the name of it? Honestly, it was so bad, but it was good still because it was so absurd. Like Green Inferno. Well, she gets naked in it. Well, yeah, Anna Darmus is a fucking ten. Yeah. She's a fucking ten out of ten. She gets naked in a bunch of things now though. She was naked in fucking um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine as a hologram. <laughs> Um, that, I love Blade Runner 2049. Did you watch that one? The sequel to no. Blade Runner? Ryan Gosling. No. Batista's in that, too. Awesome. You don't like Batista? No, no, no. He's, <laughs> good. He's good. He's good. I, I heard the AEW pay-per-view was really good. Yeah, I didn't watch it, though. Really? I, I, yeah, no, I... Uh it's called Knock Knock. My, knock Knock. Yep, that's yeah, it. My parents were had their 40th anniversary. Oh, that was on Sunday? Yeah. So, so are you going to watch it back at some point? I'm going to watch it back. I heard it was really good. Yeah. Um, no. Mark Henry debuted and whatever that means. Somebody's going to get their teeth lit. Have you been watching the biographies? Yes. And did you watch the one this week? Oh, uh, no. I Nick? watched the Shawn Michaels one was the last one I watched. That one was great. Yeah. Um, The Warrior one was really, I watched, really good. I watched the Warrior um, Dark Side I, of the I Ring. I hated the Warrior Dark Side of the Ring. It really pissed me off because it was... Uh, I, this is where Jim Ross pissed me off. He, dude, you had all this time to talk shit about Warrior when he was alive, and now you're doing it. Like, well, the thing I don't like about the AEW, uh, the, the A and E the one? ones, is that like they have Rosenberg and all these. Like, I want to, I, I, I want to hear that. from Jake the Snake. I want to hear yeah. from guys that were in the fucking locker room. Well, I don't want to hear from this fucking. Um, P, uh, uh, jerk off, jerk off, J jerk, yeah. jerk off. So let me explain the difference <laughs> between. So, so yeah, the, no, this is what you do for that. This is what you do for that. The claw. The claw. Yeah. Um, so the difference between the A and E biography and the Dark Side of the Ring. The Dark Side of the Ring is made for the wrestling fan, like the hardcore fans that yeah. want to know the inner workings. A and E is made more for people that don't know it or that are casual fans of wrestling. Yeah. But so the worst episode of the biography so far, by far, has been the Macho Man Randy Savage one mm. because. 
why is Peter Rosenberg getting and Bubba the Love Sponge getting more camera time than Hulk Hogan? Yeah, uh, ridiculous. And then the Rosenberg ends it with Macho Man's time on top was really only seven years. Like, what are you talking about? It was yeah. a fucking thirty-year career from the Poffo family, who were gods in and wrestling. I'm a fucking guy who like who watched like W like I've watched wrestling my whole life. Yeah, but when the WCW WWE wars was going on, Monday I was Night a, wars. I was a I was a WWE guy, but I always went back and forth like everybody of else course. did. It, dude, and, it was either you were you were always watching one live and recording one on VHS and switching between commercials at times. Dude, Macho Man was so relevant that they had they he was they, in Spider Man. He was so relevant that a couple Bone years ago ready. they had fucking Damian Sandow. Be Macho Mandow yeah, for like macho a six Mandow. month period. Yeah. Dude, and he was prominently featured on the show. Yep, dude. What about as simple as fucking Slim Jims? Yeah. Like, dude, Slim Jims, the whole marketing campaign. Well, they, they talk about the money that they were making. Oh, dude, crazy That's one money. of the things in the A and E thing. They were talking about the money that, that they one, were getting. Like, and he was getting like he was getting. He got five hundred thousand dollars a year just to do Slim Jim, and he yeah. just had to do a few commercials. And but, that's nothing to scoff so at now. The, like, the, imagine back then. Fuck. The Booker T biography was really good. That was awesome. I really liked that one. The Sean one was great, but. Um, last night's was Mick Foley. It was awesome. Yeah. It was really good. You know what I really liked was the fucking Oakland Raiders thing. Oh, yeah, did. yeah, dude. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. So going back to the, the dark side of the ring about Warrior is, I don't know if you, they talked about it in the A&E biography, but WWE released a DVD in 2005 called Self-Destruction of Ultimate Warrior, and it was literally all these people in wrestling just shitting on him, and Bobby Heenan brutalized Warrior. Yeah, well, it's he just, broke his neck. Yeah, but listen, it's Bobby Heenan. He could say whatever the fuck he wants about yeah, anyone. Yeah. Not anymore, but... Um, <laughs> It, so I was that. That's a really interesting one to watch. I think it's important to watch a DVD at some point because it was the first time WWE was like, "We're gonna put out a shoot on a wrestler we don't like anymore." Dude, Bret Hart's lucky he made up with them because they could have done the same thing to him for yeah, years. Yep, yep. Um, but the Warrior one, the only person in it that had nice things to say about Warrior was his ex-wife. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Like I like that Jake came in and was like, "I'm glad I got that closure with him." It just and then they glossed over some things there, like his whole WCW career is completely glossed over when. He came back in 1996 and no sold Triple H's pedigree on Dark Side of the Ring. It just felt like they found out Biography was making one, so yeah, they're like, yeah. but I love the Collision in Korea episode of Dark Side of the Ring. That was fucking Dude, awesome. Dude, I don't know if you ever knew about this, but in, I think it was 96. Yeah. Um, WCW did a show in North Korea that was uh, brokered by Antonio Inoki, who, you know, first ever MMA fight against Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad Ali went with them. Now, back then... I think people like had a general idea that North Korea wasn't this great place, but it wasn't like now where we, you know, we're all plugged in, know what's going on. So Hulk Hogan was like, "That's a no for me, brother." To Bischoff, <laughs> but Ric Flair was like, "I'll go." So you bring Ric Flair over, and he's gonna have a match with Anoki, the biggest wrestling star in uh, Asian history. Muhammad Ali is going over. Ric Flair versus Anoki, Scott Norton, like, and Too Cool, too cool Scorpio. It wasn't like Anoki, uh, like his family was killed or some shit, and like. Well, his tra his trainer was <laughs> oh, his, uh, trainer. his trainer was murdered because so his trainer. The reason Anoki, despite being because North Koreans hate Japanese because they occupied the country forever, right? Um, but Anoki is respected by the North Koreans because his original coach was a, a North Korean defector who was hiding as a Japanese man for years. The Yakuza found out that he was North Korean and assassinated him. Oh, shit. So they do this huge wrestling event, right? And they come over, but the wrestlers don't really know like what's going to go on. Oh, yeah, and uh, Road Warrior Hawk was involved in this, too. <laughs> yeah. Him and Two Cold Scorpio got into a fight where he almost gouged out, Scorpio almost gouged out Hawk's eye. 
um, and they didn't realize that they can't like do anything. And you're talking a bunch of the thing that they didn't talk about in it that I was like, this is why they were all fucked up. No coke, no booze, no steroids. They were all going through withdrawals. Yeah. Like Bischoff's talking about, like, I went out to from my room to go for a run in the morning, and people are screaming terrified of me because all they've ever learned is that Americans are here to kill you. And he's like, I had to come back in. So they have this, it's the large, it's, if you go on Wikipedia, largest wrestling events of all time, it's number one. Back-to-back days, over 170,000 people. And, like, the Korean and fans that were in there had to go, mandatory. They had to go. They had no idea what was happening, so it's completely silent. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't react at all until Inoki and Ric Flair because Ric Flair made everyone look like a million bucks and they yeah. knew Inoki so like hearing that was kind of cool like to go over but like even like hearing about like they get to the airport in Japan right and the cameras are all over them they're like wow we're big here and then they all the cameras leave because Muhammad Ali walks in to show that even in 95 96 yeah. he's I like the story they told about going up to the fucking thing yeah. and they're like we're all walking up and Muhammad Ali at this point he's got the shakes yeah. pretty bad like all of a sudden we see him he takes off his jacket he rolls his sleeves up and he just runs up the stairs and he starts doing shadow boxing and he's doing the Ollie shuffle like he's turned back the clock and it was all for North Korean propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> but that one was really cool, like just to hear like how fucked up it well, was. Well, Dark Side of the Ring's been awesome. Like they started with the Nick Cage thing, right? Yeah, see, so what's funny with the Nick oh, Cage no, no, stuff. No, 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 no. They started out with the Pillman. The, two, pil- the, the Pillman part. one was rough. That yeah. was a tough one to watch. It's cool to see his son yeah, doing yeah. it now. Um, I, I watch them too, and I'm like, the varsity blunts suck. Dude, and now you're like, I love them. <laughs> and then I watch the next week after they did that episode, and I'm like, varsity blunts. Uh, every so often, every like couple months on WFAN, Boomer will talk about his time being uh, teammates with uh, Pillman. Oh, yeah? Boom, yeah, 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 Boomer, yeah. he was uh, one of his first cornermen when B- Brian Pillman started okay. wrestling. So he's like, yeah, a fly- that was when he was flying Brian Pillman. Oh, okay. uh, I was like, because they were both in the Bengals together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that was the same training coach, but. Uh, I, the Nick Gage one, I thought was really cool. I do. I. 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 It's hard for. I really don't like deathmatch wrestling too much. I love hardcore matches, well, I which got is a, weird. I got my hands on one in like the late nineties, and my Ooh. brother had one, and they they lit this guy. Uh, they put him in a coffin at the end of the match, and they lit it on fire. This guy was passed out in the coffin for probably a good like five ten minutes. Dude, holy shit! Like, and then like they brought him out and they were resuscitating him in the ring. But like before that, I would have pinned him. They're taking a fucking <laughs> like a they're taking like a like a ten inch long blade and cutting a guy across the head. Dude, and they, they were showing in the uh, the Nick Gage one one of the things he because uh, it was all like um oh yeah they had fluorescent tubes up around there. Yeah, he gets thrown out, but it stabbed him to a point where he was just bleeding out pretty much in the middle of the match, mm-hmm. and he had to be airlifted out. They're like, this dude's gonna die. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, dude. That, like I. I'm cool with like early deathmatch wrestling. Like they show in the Mick Foley one, he did some crazy shit. Oh yeah. But I never th- like the deathmatch stuff now. All it is like, wh- how far can we go without killing each other? Yeah, I like I like when they interview Mick Foley about uh, how'd you lose your ear. He's like, oh, that was actually from the rope. That was like a regular well, wrestling. Well, match. they they talk about it in biography, and it's like, and him and Ric Flair had heat for a long time because Ric Flair was like, hey, dude, like you're not you're gonna have trouble walking. Like Bruno San Martino. Number one selling wrestler of all time. Never took a bump like that once. And you're doing it five times a night. <laughs> yeah. And he um, he heard about the move that he was going to do where he... Because that, that's a spot that he learned from Dory Funk, right? Where you get caught in the ropes, usually it's your leg. And Mick was like, oh, I'm going to do it with my head. So <laughs> he goes to do it. So it's just to look like he's hang, like being hung there. But he went too far. And he was literally strangling himself. He's like, I got to get out of here quick. We can't move him. So he's like, I'm just going to yank my head down. He's like, my head went and my ear stayed. <laughs> and, so, and then all the promos of him when he's trying to put on sunglasses and they're dangling <laughs> down. It, it's, it, what fucks me up is I, I think his daughter is a smoke show. Noel well, Foley. He's, he's the only guy to go into three three entrances in, in the, the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. His daughter 
Sure, Noelle's a smoke show, yeah, right? Yeah. But then, so she, <laughs> I feel like people get mad about saying, but she's got a big fat ass, right? And then someone says to me, he's like, yo, look at like uh, videos of like early Mick Foley. She's the same ass as her dad. And I'm like, damn, I guess I'd eat her dad's ass too. <laughs> so speaking of, of uh, hardcore wrestling and deathmatch wrestling, since it's been a couple of weeks, um, we lost New Jack a couple weeks we ago. Uh, the great New Jack, who you saw at Starland Ballroom a I few did. years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, he started a new stable that night, and I can't tell you what it was called. Uh, new Jack's new... Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll fill in the blank. Yeah, fill in the blank there. Um, so New Jack dead. I didn't know that his daughter. <laughs> New Jack dead. His I, he has a. I think his daughter is trans or gay. Okay. It's something like that. Which I when I heard that is like that's surprising. Like then he was really close with his daughter despite that. Yeah. I was like, so there had to be some. He was a crazy person, dude. The fucking um the the kid the the seventeen year old. Well, what, what was that incident? Yeah. What was it called um uh, the, the Express? Yeah, the yeah. Express or dude, something. Dude, this kid. Oh, he's wrestled before and he was only like seventeen. Yep. Yeah, that guy's life was never the same. He bladed the him. fuck out of him. Yeah, and he killed himself like a couple years sure after did. that. But uh, like the thing is that I liked the most about it is that a lot of these guys, they do Dark Side of the Ring. They, they don't get to tell their side of the oh, story. Oh, but New Jack did. New Jack told his side of the story. He's like, I will fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he straight up said that. And he's 100% honest and sincere. And that's why... That one was so. That was my favorite Dark Side of the Ring. I think the that New was Jack at one. least one of the. I, I, my favorite ones have been the ones about because like they did they did Montreal Screwjob. I've seen this a hundred times. Yeah. Like there's these certain like of the biographies besides the Macho Man one. My least favorite has been the Stone Cold one, and it was really good. But I knew all this stuff. Yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. go into anything I didn't know. Like the McFoley one did a bit. The Macho, the Ultimate Warrior one did a bit. I want to go into the stuff that isn't as talked about, the North Korea stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, they're doing one uh, next next season about the infamous plane ride from hell. I was just going to say, With, I would, uh, that Brock was Lesnar something I would love to see. And where, where Mr. Perfect. And where they almost fucking open the plane, and Gold Dust is getting on the fucking teleprompter, and like, Marlena, <laughs> take off your clothes. <laughs> like, dude, uh, I was like, when you hear, there's, I've It wasn't every, Terry Runnels? It, no, that was Marlena. Was oh, that, that was her yeah, name. it was Marlena was her wrestling No, the, the plane ride from hell was a couple years after that. Plane ride from hell was... Was when uh, she was full on Terry Runnels still. Uh, Vince and Brock had a fucking wrestling match yeah, correct. on the plane. Terry Reynolds wasn't around anymore. No, at that she point. was no, she was on the plane. Dead ass serious. If you read the stories about it, he was really? serenading her over. Dude, it, there's multiple stories from the plane ride from hell. That's what's. Do you think up. they really I banged about that one? Well, I knew about Vince and Vince and Brock. Uh, somebody pissed Undertaker off. Yeah, well, uh, Ric Flair was. Uh, Dude, no, talking uh, about Space Mountain I gotta, to I, the uh, I gotta flight s- attendants. <laughs> I got to send you the, the all the stories from Plane Ride from Hell. Like, Jim Ross got fired because of it. He yeah. was one of the main ones there. He got fired for it. There's a few plain Ric Flair stories. There was one where a flight couldn't land, and the wind was so bad that I think they were doing, like, a show in Alaska, and they kept the wind kept boosting them up as they were going to land, and they just say Ric Flair's going, oh, God, we're going to die. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and, and Big Show's like, I'm back there, and I'm like, if we're going to die, I'm going to shit, and this plane can't handle it. <laughs> so, like, uh, Sam does, like, in-home health care, so she sees Ric Flair in his new commercials for oh. the general or something. Oh, or, he's in a ge- oh, God, he's a, he's in He's in something, but he's like, yeah, motherfucker! And, like, <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, that's signs of a stroke and, like, a lot of health issues. Dude, I'm like... Yeah, dude. He's the Keith Richards of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way that dude should be alive with no. what he's done. He survived done. the plane crash. Survived the plane crash. Alter- two, technically, like, two, because the one in Alaska was a crash landing. So, dude, you survive one plane crash, and he completely changes his... Re- That's what one thing I hate with, like, people that have only ever really watched WWE. 
there's some people that would be like, Ric Flair it wasn't that good. I'm like, you don't know like <laughs> what Ric Flair was. Like, yeah. listen, Hulk Hogan, bigger star, yes. Ric Flair, massive star, all-time great wrestler. Well, that was one of the best dark side of the rings, too. The Ric well, Flair one. Well, are you talking about... Because they did an ESPN 30 for 30. Oh, maybe Ric that's Flair. what it was. The 30 for 30 was great about yeah, Ric yeah, Flair. Yeah. And some of the stuff they were... I couldn't believe they put it in there about like when he's just like going up to girls with his dick out and shit. I'm like, yeah. actually, he didn't get canceled. I think Ric Flair is uncancelable. <laughs> yeah, at this point. I, honestly, I feel like wrestling is one of the industries where if you're a legend, it, it's kind of hard. Yeah. And how much money has Vince paid off to people through the years besides well, like, himself? Supposedly, there was some domestic violence with Stone Cold and one of his ex-wives, they, the Asian no, one, right? No, Deborah. He beat up Deborah, Deborah from oh, WWE. Okay. He beat but her the, up. But the Asian one, too. Yeah, he... And Vin, and Stone Cold has talked about it in interviews. He's like, I was fucked up, pain pills, drank it, no excuse. Like it's it, it. There's no excuse. And him and Deborah are cool now. I was a little surprised. That's one of the reasons I, I wanted A and E to go into that. But maybe they were trying to think like we can't get this guy canceled or get the episode pulled, kind right. of thing. <laughs> I like uh, him in Longest Yard. If that can't get you canceled, dude, he was good in Longest Yard. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, yeah, but know what he said? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he draw at uh, Nelly, right? Yeah, at Nelly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Michael Irvin's watching. He's like, we play white boy. That's a really good remake. Like, that's a, one of the better comedy because the original still fucking. The great, original, yeah. like I, I watched the Longest Yard remake with my dad, who made me watch the original uh-huh. in like high school. And yeah, like, yeah. You had never seen the Longest Yard. Yeah, dude. And then like when we watched the remake, he's like, "This is fucking stupid." It's a good remake, but no one can tell me it's better than. The, and the same thing with like. The, I love the movie, but that was I when too. I had to like tell my dad. I have my own opinion on movies. You could like both. A lot of like, a lot of people watch original movies and then like nothing will ever compare to it. it there's somewhere I can. I, there's remakes that are really good. Like the Dawn of the Dead remake is really good, right? It's yeah. I don't think it's nearly as good as the original. But then there's ones like I thought the Last House on the Left remake was really good. The Hills Have Eyes remake was good. Then the Nightmare on Elm Street one was dog shit. Oh god, so horrible, bad. horrible. Um, the Bad News Bears of Billy Bob Thornton, it's good. But the original, they would never get away with it now. Oh no. It, and it's the, like I said, it's it's hard because I don't think remakes should necessarily be destroyed out of necessity. Like just say it sucks because it's a remake. Speaking of remakes, I just finished uh, Mighty Ducks today. Oh, the show, the show, the it's Disney really Plus remake. It's a re- it's, it's a, a sequel, it's reboot, a, it, well, reboot. It's a reboot, but, but like, it, it's it's keeping in line with the. I don't know if it's like all the weddings no, and not, stuff. It's like, not really a reboot either, because it's it's supposed to be like it's in a the continuous. It's yeah. continuous. Okay, so it's a sequel. Yeah, it's like so. Like I'm watching it, and I'm like, how much am I gonna like? Because I love the Mighty Ducks. Of movies, course, they're great. Like um. Like, I haven't watched a Mighty Ducks movie probably since I was a kid, though. Like, I, I didn't, dude, like, go back a, and watch There's them. been a few times in the last, like, couple weeks where I'm like, do I want to watch the Mighty Duck movies? And then yeah. I don't. Yeah. And it's kind of like how, uh, like, people get on me because, like, I, I wear, like, a Cobra Kai shirt all the time. Yeah. And it's like, strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. But you don't watch Cobra and, Kai? And then they're like, you don't watch Cobra Kai? I'm like, I, I'm going to watch it eventually, but, like, it's just hard for me because a lot of people who watch Cobra Kai... Don't They've watch, never don't, don't saw know Karate Kid. the original Karate okay. Kid. I, I'm sure you've heard it before. As someone that has seen both, Cobra Kai is fucking great. Yeah, it's fucking great. But like the Mighty Ducks, like I don't know if it's because I'm like more emotional. It's corny. It's a kid show. But I was fucking dying. So and you if like you it. have any semblance of like Mighty Ducks, like you don't have to know all the fucking players all and right. shit. Is it woke? Ish. It's kind of like the one kid's parents are like two moms, and but like they don't go into depth on that so, shit. But this is what's funny is I feel like if the Mighty Ducks came out now, like the first few movies, they were like kind of like advanced woke. Girls were playing hockey and competing yeah. with the boys. Well, that's that's, and, that's, go, that's and, going on in the show. And people like I, no one was outraged. Like they're just trying to say girls can compete. It was like it was a fucking kids movie that was fun. Dude, think about like Little Giants, Icebox. People would probably say it's just trying girls can't play football. It's a fucking movie. Yeah, well, I like that the kid from Leonard Kitty. 
Kenny's in it. If you ever oh, seen yeah, any yeah, Letter yeah. Kenny, the, the hockey, the two hockey players, the kid with so, the blonde hair's in it. And it's how like, many episodes is this season of it? Because it's, it's going to be a couple seasons, I think. Yeah, well, they're they're, gonna, they're releasing the second season any time now, but uh, the first season's ten episodes. Okay, because I know they're, they're kind of they, long. They brought back Emilio, and the love interest is uh, Laura Graham, who. I know because of Gilmore Girls. She yeah. was uh, one of the uh, Lorelai. Everyone's yeah, Lorelai on that she show. She was something else in a movie that I. Oh, uh, she was in Bad Santa. That's fuck, it. fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck oh, me, Santa. Oh my <laughs> god, that's where she's from. Yeah, yeah. She's so hot in that. <laughs> she's so I only really know her because landlord um, ears and wife too. They love Gilmore Girls. Like oh, landlord okay. watches Gilmore Girls. Like I watch Sopranos. Like it's like twice a year where she just it's on and you, you're watching it. And I, like she has it on. I'm like this really isn't bad. It's not for me, but for what it is, I get it. Like why there's yeah. an appeal to it. And I, I find out they uh, that that actress Laura Graham hasn't any contract she's done since the show ended that. If um, Gilmore Girls comes back, she can leave with no punishment. Whatever project she's on, like that's loyalty, like to the show that broke you. That if they wanted to do a comeback, I got respect for that. Well, that's like, a good hustle. Sam watches Pretty Little Liars or something. It was like this, yeah, HBO show. Or no, not no, even no, no. Uh, Big Little Lies is the HBO no, no, no. one. Pretty Little Lies yeah, I know. is like a fucking NBC show that came on every week. Yeah, it was a, a teen dramedy. And they like start them off sophomore year. These girls are in their twenties. By the time they're fucking seniors, they're like twenty six. They're twenty six the and, and have and, stretch marks and like. I, the heroin tracks the, the <laughs> stupidity of this show and the shit that comes out of these girls mouth is that like I told Sam like out of everything that she watches it's I watch the worst. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I love it <laughs> but like I don't I can't watch Pretty Little Liar no, Girls that's... Are Hot is the only saving grace is that like there's some fucking nice girls to look at but it's like and dumbed down for TV yeah, so you're it's... not seeing side boob or nothing no no side boob um, there was a major fight announced officially today Manfro oh uh, Jake Paul and, and Tyron Woodley oh my god Another fucking guy with a weak chin. Great. Well, not even just weak chin. Smaller. You know, he's at 190 pounds. Tyron's fought at 170. So Jake Paul. Jake Paul's a solid 210. He's a big dude. But like what? But listen, and this is what Tyron Woodley said. He's like, this is the biggest payday in my career, which says a lot about MMA and a lot about boxing that these two dudes are getting more than most boxers are getting that aren't Mayweather or Pacquiao or uh, Canelo. Well, that's like Rumble Johnson when uh, the announcer's like, oh, he almost had you there. And he's like, no, he didn't. And then they watch the replays like, oh, he must have almost had me there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so we got Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather this weekend. I dude, when he, when I'll, Jake, I'll watch it on Twitter after it's over. Yeah, I'm not paying. I'm not paying for any of that. And I think that uh, what's going to be interesting is so we, as far as we know, the Jake Paul Ben Askren stuff on tri, uh, Thriller. Tr, what is it, Thriller or Thriller? Yeah, Thriller. They just signed Lampley, by the way. Um, Thriller oh. to do their commentary. So they say it did huge pay per view numbers. So you going to no, be drunk? Uh, <laughs> it's Letter Letterman. Uh -huh. Jim, I gotta tell you. No, Lampley was <laughs> fucking bad. Oh, really bad. Um, so. Uh, Triller, Triller had done all these fucking... They say they did like 2 million pay-per-view buys, 1.7, whatever. There's no way to prove it. They can say whatever the fuck they want they, they had. They Dana probably, White's like fucking Dana real adamant it, about their uh, fucking pay I, I don't know because the UFC lied about their pay-per-view buys for years because they had no one to prove them, disprove them or anything. So yeah. whatever. Now that it's going from you know this online thing where you buy the pay-per-view on your phone where that's Jake Paul's market. It's all the kids that are on TikTok and shit like that. He's going to Showtime pay-per-view. That is a smaller thumbprint. Yeah. That there's only 28 million homes in this country that subscribe to Showtime, and that includes the streaming. It's not a very wide purchase thing. So, will this sell as well as the Ben Askren fight did? Because of that, I don't know. I think I like the Ben Askren fight more because like I just literally watched it like 
on my phone and it wasn't yeah so imagine if you're played. a 16 year old kid who was buying these on your phone with maybe like itunes gift cards or something now you got to go to your parents who may not even have cable anymore and say let's order this on pay-per-view it, it dude he's now showtime's highest paid boxer well, the jake thing paul that i used to like about boxing matches is that you got so the pay-per-view ratings back in the day if you remember wouldn't come out till Wednesday. Yeah. That's because on Sunday night, that would be the pay-per-view. Yeah. And if you missed the pay-per-view, you couldn't get it the next day. You had to get it on Tuesday. Yep. And then they would calculate everything they got on Sunday and Tuesday. And then they would calculate it. And then, and you, then, then you knew the amount of buys in the fight purse based on points. Then you knew exactly how many fucking people bought it because there was no other streaming platforms to get it on. Like, sometimes I'm thinking when I'm watching on, like, anything, I'm like... What other platforms can you get this on? Yeah. Like, you know, especially with boxing. It's like, well, there's I mean, so many. You have to get zone if you want to watch a good boxing match. Yep. But then, like, zone has, like, fucking Golden Boy in their corner. And if the Golden Boy fighter is in a Dude, close fight, he's going to win every I fucking time. Did you just, I saw, I just saw, speaking of Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya is coming out of retirement whenever he's done drinking and doing coke, I guess. And apparently he was trying to lure G- GSP into the boxing ring. <laughs> um, and GSP asked Dana, and Dana's like, no, I'm not letting you fight that coke head <laughs> like dead ass serious but you know if you want another case of the state of boxing and just how ridiculous it is is look at what happened with fucking tyson fury and anthony joshua yep literally i mean listen wilder wasn't wrong it was in his contract and these contracts are fucking stupid that yep. i could get a rematch like literally joshua fight is set and i actually i don't know if you saw tyson's fury father kind of called out tyson fury and was like he's surrounded by twenty thousand yes men who basically knew this was going to happen and they wanted to force the issue and i'm not going to pay for, i'm i paid for the first or the, or the second fight where, where fury beat the shit out of him it's going to be the same thing because wilder's not a good boxer he hits hard as shit don't get me wrong he's a fits like a fucking truck but so, his technique is awful uh, guy, what, did he, what did he do he blamed his coach for losing to fury the second time and said that he poisoned him oh the fucking thing was too heavy for him so oh my, my, my friend is like a huge Wilder fan. I was a huge Wilder fan until he came out with started coming out with the fucking mask son, and then he fought my guy Luis Ortiz, yeah. the Cuban King Kong, who was my favorite boxer. Oh, that knockout. And then <laughs> like, yeah, he knocked him out in the eleventh, but yep. he was winning. He was winning and then Cuban that, King Kong won like nine of fucking eleven that was, rounds. That was and as devastating a single punch you see at heavyweight anymore. Yeah. So the thing is with with him. Like, this guy that I, I worked with for a long time, he's from Virginia. He actually played uh, linebacker for Marshall. Okay. After the, after the play <laughs> crash. After the play <laughs> Where did he play before when you're talking to him? <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, he, he was, like, showing me pictures, like, online of, like, the, the, the no pads in the gloves. Yeah. Did you see those yeah, pictures? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. And they show, like, him like this, and, like, it looks like he, he has no... They show the same thing with Muhammad Ali. Yep. Like, the same exact way. When you're throwing a punch, like, sometimes they cock it with their wrist, and they yeah. come in with it. Like, they start dude, out... and they're not going to break their hand at all. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> fucking, you know, he's saying... Because Deontay's thing was he brought him to the, the lawsuit. He brought up all these things, and this, that, and the other thing about not having padding in the glove and yep. shit like that. I don't know how boxing works nowadays, but back in the day when Vladimir uh, Klitschko would fucking fight, uh, Vladimir or whatever the fuck his brother's name is. Vitaly. Vitaly Klitschko would sit there and watch them fucking yeah, tape it's him supposed up. to be that your corner, your man, corner man has the right to be there when you Well, dude, remember Margarito. Yeah. Margarito, when he, uh, who, who was it? He, dude, he almost killed the guy. Like, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, 
I was watching. I was like, I've never seen Cotto take. Well, no, who who did he beat the fuck out of that he he busted up when his hands were wrapped, and then Cotto was the one that caught him, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cotto fucked him up after that. Yeah. Margarito was never the same guy. No. After that, and he's literally wrapping your fucking hands. They were and, injecting it with fucking like cement. Well, it's it basically it's a plaster wrap that yeah. you put in the hand, and as the sweat builds up, it hardens. Yeah. So it's literally like you got fucking like roll of quarters in your hands. It's like John Claude Van Damme in the movie where he dips his fucking hands in. <laughs> but dude, there's no. I don't see why all doing anything to Fury different. I mean, obviously, he could knock him out. He but won the lawsuit, so there's something there, and I think that the, well, only, no, it's the legit- only reason that it happened, there's a lot of fishy shit that happened, but at the same in the same breath, is like, don't, if you fucking think something fishy happened, don't come out publicly yeah, until correct. you have some fucking evidence. Don't come out and then let your well, corner say that your fucking weight was too heavy well, no, of he the fired, gladiator he, armor. He fired his one coach who had been his coach his whole career, and he's like, it's his fault, and, and then he's blaming the fucking, the, the, the thing he walked out Deontay in. Deontay appear, appealed to me because he came out with, like, no sponsors on Shorts. Yeah, he was like this black it, shorts come out, no fucking bullshit, all business, come into the ring, knock you the fuck out, go home. Dude, am I? And he did that for fucking years before he got a big fight. And then he got them and it, he obviously. And then he his, started doing well, the you know fucking what's crazy gladiator is helmet and I, the fucking cape. And it's like, come on, dude. I give Joshua a better chance against Fury than I do Wilder because. If you try brawl, Tyson Fury's a really good boxer. Yeah. Trying to brawl with him, he's going to pick you apart. Joshua is a really good boxer. Like, he can actually box. And I, I'm a huge fan of the Klitschko's. I thought they were, fun- they, listen, they weren't super exciting, but when it came to boxing, oh, yeah. they were, um, uh, Vladimir, his his run at heavyweight, how long he did it, I know heavyweight wasn't as good, but he was clowning fools. And Vitaly should have beaten Lennox Lewis, if not for the fucking cut. He was yeah. winning, and he was going to win. The fucking, the best thing that I think Tyson Fury did was after he beat uh, Klitschko, he goes. Um, what he's saying, Aerosmith, start, and he starts singing Aerosmith, <laughs> and fucking Klitschko's in there in the ring with him, and he's just chilling. I know. With him. I, I love. I love like, the Klitschko's. They were frightening dudes. I mean, they didn't have like huge. He, he was banging some hot girl. Hayden Panettiere oh, yeah. is who Vladimir. I think he's still with her. Oh yeah, and she's fucking tiny. She is hot. I love you, Beth Cooper. I wonder if he has a big dick. <laughs> Dude, look at him. He definitely has a big dick. You think so? Uh, I think so. Um, do you? Uh, we Chernobyl so, dick. It'd been two weeks, but we actually um, we just mentioned New Jack dead. Um, but we also lost Paul Mooney, which oh, I was yeah. like, damn. It was weird. I was at work, and we were doing... Um, well, a, I didn't know of his shit before the Chappelle before show. Before Chappelle. A lot of so people did So then I it. went back, and, and I watched some of his stand-ups. Like, this is a little... Like, after Chappelle show done Aaron, and I was like, this guy's fucking... Brilliant. brilliant. He's brilliant, yeah. dude. I mean, his special, Jesus was black, so, so was Cleopatra. Know your history. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, it was weird. So we were doing a, a drive through job fair at work um, to get, get people jobs, and I was outside with one of the girls, and we were ta- she started talking about Chappelle show. I was like, yeah. I love Chappelle's show. I was like, I actually saw Paul Mooney live once. I went with Jared and Kenyatta and their families. It was when I was dating Andrea. We were the only white people with them. <laughs> it's like a table of 16, and we're right in the front. Paul Mooney saw me and started ripping on me within 20 minutes. Yeah. And he gets hammered throughout the show. He's got a bottle of fucking Hennessy that he's just drinking as the show goes on. So we're talking about it, and then literally a half hour later is when I see that Paul Mooney died. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What do you think? Negro Domus. Yeah. Fucking people like Wayne Brady because he makes Bryant Gumbel look like Malcolm X. Then <laughs> yeah. I always think about Wayne, the episode with Wayne Brady. He's like, I make Brian Gumbel look like Malcolm X, huh, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite one was Mooney at the movies. Was the funny when it's like <laughs> I can't say it here, but I get the gist of it. He's like uh, the last samurai with Tom Cruise. This offends me. This is offensive. <laughs> you got the Mexican starring Brad Pitt. <laughs> you got the last samurai to- starring Tom Cruise. I got a movie. I want them to make my movie. It's called the last N word on earth starring Tom Hanks. Make my movie. <laughs> Just you got to think he. Hey, Richard Pryor, he wrote for. He told this story when we saw him live about with um, with Richard Pryor that they got an invitation to a movie premiere. 
And their first thought was like, oh, let's go drink all the white people champagne. <laughs> so it's like me and Richard pull up. We sit in the first few rows. Movie starts out, and it's called The Exorcist. We didn't know what this was. And he's like, and the movie starts, and this little white girl, little cute white girl comes downstairs and starts pissing. I'm like, what kind of freaky shit is this? <laughs> and as it goes on, me and Richard just start moving closer and closer to each other because we are horrified. Because <laughs> people in the theater are screaming. People are passing out, which if you're looking up when The Exorcist came out, people were fainting and puking and screaming powers Christ compels you it's like the movie ends and the theater clears out and me and Richard haven't moved <laughs> we waited in that theater till the sun came up <laughs> he's like, he's like, so we leave we go our separate ways towards our homes I go in and my son has asthma and I'm walking up the stairs and I hear <gasps> and I'm like fuck you demon son <laughs> so I, I saw that with Paul Mooney I was like damn legend yeah. fucking I legend saw, I saw Darnell Rollins at oh, hell Bananas yeah. like right over there on 17 the yeah, yeah. Holiday Inn yeah dude and like I went there with two girls who happened to be working at a strip club at the time and her <laughs> Hispanic boyfriend was sitting with us and he like points me out of the crowd he's like oh look at this white motherfucker <laughs> and I'm like yeah, okay, give it to me. He's like, how much you pay for them two? He's like, all right, don't even answer that. He's like, you talk to me later. <laughs> you know, and like, they fucking pointed me right out, and I was like, Dude, oh. when I saw Mooney, the thing he said to me, he started talking, he's like, you guys go to the zoo. No brothers ever work at the zoo. <laughs> and whenever you hear stories about some white dude fucking animals, it's always a white dude. It's like, look at this white boy here. You know he's fucking his dog when he gets home. <laughs> then he said something, he's like, he called me a fake white boy, because he said, listen, white boy. You come down to Mississippi, you get lynched the same way as me. <laughs> so I, I've, I've been to a lot of stand-up shows. That was the one I laughed the hardest. Caroline's in New York City. I was like my first time ever at Caroline's, which is like the comedy club. I, I it was phenomenal. Actually, I'm, I really want to go to a stand-up show. Soon. Well, the last I think the last stand-up show I went to was Sinbad. Would what? you get those from Greg? No, no, and it was fucking hilarious. No, Sinbad's really good. funny. He was he's, good. I, I, and he's like, they told me I was doing a show in New York. He's like, this ain't no fucking New York. <laughs> that was like when I saw Snoop Dogg live at PNC, and he kept saying, "Yo, Jones Beach." <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. So I always think about Sinbad now, and it's always sunny when they put Dennis in the mental oh, institution, yeah. and it's like Rob Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the last stand-up I saw. Uh, honestly, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's been years for me, honestly. It's been uh, right before. It was right before Trainwreck came out. We saw Amy Schumer. She oh, put yeah. she, when she was still funny. We started watching that too because Trainwreck's good. Comedy good Central puts on like a thing of like what comes up next. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Amy Schumer, then it's Sarah Silverman. Because I started watching the Kroll Show, and it's like what you might like. All the shows that try to replace Chappelle. Sarah Trevette Silverman. Didn't. She's a she. Yeah, dude. Men Mencia. Oh, Joe oh, Rogan ended God. him quick. Yep. Um, Schumer was really funny for a while. Like, I feel like she was funny, 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 train wreck done. Like, I, ha I have a friend that actually used to fuck her from Long Dolph Island. Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Well, like Dolph Ziggler dated <laughs> yeah, he did. her. Yeah, he did. But, like, he my did. friend used to, like, fuck her, and, like, she, she used to, he used to tell me, he'd call her up at, like, 2 in the morning and be like, yo, come over here. And she'd come. She'd come, and then he'd fuck her, well, and then she'd leave. Well, that and, was, like, like train wreck was kind of like a biography. And, and, like, no, and it's, like, he's, like, dude, like, I was, like, how does your, like, because he was married, and he's, yeah. like, I was, like, how does your wife feel when Amy Schumer comes on? And he's, like, she does not like it <laughs> at all. I like when he asked Amy Schumer about her relationship with Dolph Ziggler. She said the sex was too athletic. I, I he's, can, like, he's doing cartwheels. And <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that someone from, like, Al, uh, Ally Quinta's team. Yeah, Bangtar. Uh, yeah, I'm, because, like, my friend Chris used to, Wyden. 
Redman. My friend used to roll with all those <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. So someone from that whole crew, John, John Velotti, uh, John, uh, Gian Velotti. Matt Sarah might Matt Sarah. <laughs> you know. Use the pussy, Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming back soon, Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. A I'm couple so, weeks. I can't wait for that. I'm really going to give it the college try because I don't know the last season I watched. Like, I think the last one I really tried. We Rousey. Misha Tate. Yeah, because they started doing that thing where they close up and they go like into like all oh, this Oh, it was very cinematic, right? It was just Not, like, oh. Well, because when you watch the original seasons, they were like raw and gritty. Yeah. And then... The Stephen Bonner, Diego Sanchez is the... The season high, one? Is the highlight well, what, the of four, that show. What? When... When they're talking about the asparagus. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like... He's like, don't talk to me like you're... He's like, what are you, my dad? And he's like... And Stephen Bonner, like, cold stone, stone cold. He's just like, debatable. <laughs> and like they go back and forth, Dude, like they want to kill each other. And when you say this, it makes me so sad to see where both those dudes are. Like you yeah. saw all the shit that was oh just going on with God. Diego. So you saw sad. he fired the guy finally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw any of the shit going on with Diego I Sanchez. Saw. I saw. What about uh, my boy, the little Russian guy? Oh, dude, that shit was dude, so ha- fucking Habusa? funny. Dude, I Habula? was. Dude, tell, Josh, tell him I was posting. I was sending you this guy two weeks ago. Now he's fucking everywhere. Yeah, he's dude. eighteen years old. Yeah, dude, and the other one's eighteen too. And there's a video I sent to Josh last night. I only night follow of, one of them because I, I have a dog in the fight. I no, you've got to follow the guy that's, like, mediating the whole thing because he posts all of them. Yeah. But they, I sent Josh just last night. Um, They subtitled that whole thing where he threw the kicks at him. Oh, really? He said, uh, you shouldn't be so emotional, little boy, yeah. is what he says to him. Fucking bizarre shit. Dude, dude well, that's the Yo, thing. you got to send me the one with the subtitle. I'll I send it to, to you. That. Well, I was, I was telling – the reason this started, I said to Josh and Taylor, was like, I'm really into right now these Dagestani guys, like these – like. Khabib, where no one knows where they really came from. We're seeing a bunch of them right yeah. now, and they're animals. And I said, I was looking at all these pictures of them. I sent Taylor one. This guy, I gotta find the picture. It is fucking horrifying what he looks like. He like, it looks like they found these guys frozen in ice in <laughs> Russia, and they were like, "All right." No, it's like the guys in Three Hundred that get left behind because they have deformities and they keep dude, training. Dude, this is a guy. Dude, look at this Chechen. Look at this guy. On the left. Yeah, dude. Dude, that, that guy, horrifying. Yeah. And uh, they're both on trial because they uh, bashed the guy's brains in, in front of his wife and kids. Yeah, that's um, what you got to do sometimes. Uh, you got to so set the I, example. I think I need to send it to you because I feel like you'll really appreciate it. But I have a, a friend um, that I know f- through MMA circles. who f- There's this organization in Russia. They pay their fighter 60 bucks a pop. It's called Top Dog. And it's just bare-knuckle fighting. Yeah. But... It's really good. Is it? Like, the like I can see where, like, okay, think this is what I compare it to. Jorge Masvidal, back on the Kimbo fights. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw talent, unrefined. Like King of the Cage? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, you watch some of the guys, like, yo, these guys can box. Mm. And I you can watch them on YouTube. It's literally called Top Dog, and they just fight each other yeah. in, like, a pit of people. My friend's actually, well, a Sandhog that I'm associated with, um, his name's Art. He's actually fighting in Bare Knuckle FC. Dude, Bare Knuckle FC. Well, um, Masvidal has his coming out. He has Gamebred FC. That's going to be Bare Knuckle MMA. Oh, that's pretty. Cool. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, kind of cool. But the the Bare Knuckle fighting has been pretty interesting. I got. I haven't actually had to talk to you about the Aaron Rodgers stuff as a Packers <laughs> fan. So what do you right now on uh, June first, 2021? What do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? I think he's he's either gonna fucking sit or he'll play for the Packers. I don't think that I don't I. He's he's recruiting. He I heard, I saw the thing with Kenny Mayne and everything. Sure. That was great, by the way. I think he's fucking using his fucking leverage, and he's gonna leverage the fuck out of the Packers. I think that he's either gonna play for the Packers or retire. 
You think so? I think those are. I, I could see him be like. And it's oh. funny because if you see the power rankings of like the the top twenty five players, Aaron well, Rodgers is number three. Well, if you really want to make Aaron Rodgers happy, and I don't know how they'd be able to pull this off, but there, listen, there of course there's a salary cap in the NFL, but there's always ways around it. There is like even for your team, Josh, there is a way around it, but they don't think your team is actually ready to compete. Like you're not in a position like the Packers are. You want to make Aaron Rodgers happy? Go get Julio Jones. Yep. Who Julio Jones is a you know you've been te- I've been setting you up for months and he's a goner. No, oh, yeah. Um, and where I think he's going to end up on Tennessee ultimately. And now it sounds like the first round pick was never viable, but Tennessee may be offering like three twos. I would take that in a fucking heartbeat. Well, Julio Jones is one of the guys that Aaron Rodgers supposedly reached out to and said, "Let's make a super team." Yeah, and I'm I'm very adamantly in the the idea that like. I don't. I love Julio. I don't know what he has left physically. Like I feel like if he's on the field, he'll be dope. But will he be on the field? And when he is, will he be healthy? <laughs> yeah. Just imagine if Rodgers had him. Like so, I I got into an argument with Taylor a couple weeks ago because I was like, listen, I love Aaron Rodgers, but the idea that he doesn't have help when he has an All Pro left tackle. He had an all-pro center who they let go to uh, yeah. Los Angeles. An all-pro running back, uh, Devontae Adams. And I agree with you that Devontae wouldn't be putting up the same numbers without Aaron Rodgers, but Devontae is one of the best route runners in the league. He's yeah. going to eat no matter who his quarterback is. Aaron Rodgers is just the best at throwing guys open in the league. Yeah. But well, I think Aaron Jones... Aaron Jones isn't in the Pro Bowl. Fucking Devontae Adams isn't in the Pro Bowl. You got to think about that. Well, too. no, they, they both made first team All Pro this past year, and so did your left tackle. Yeah, uh, you had three first team All Pros. The, the uh, tackle the, can make it on his own, but like, uh, oh, the quarter, other ones need quarter, the quarterback. The other two need. Of the course, no, no, it's you're it's not, you're not part getting of it. there. But it ain't like you got fucking. You, you don't have what Tom Brady was working with in New England the last no, year. No. It's a, like imagine if Aaron Rodgers only had a team of Julian Edelman's. Then he uh, for there was a stretch there the, the last like four years of Mike McCarthy. Totally on Rogers' side about this. Yeah. Now it's see, dude. It wasn't the offense that fucked you up this past season. James Jones came out of retirement to fucking throw to fucking. <laughs> so Rogers had someone to throw to. Dude, that, that's what I mean though. Like it's now he has a good coach. I think your coach is really good. What are they? They're uh, twenty six and uh, six in the first two years, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, you know, back to back NFC Championship games. The defense blew it. But if we want to get on Rogers here, your defense produced three interceptions on Tom Brady. And you couldn't put up 30 points. So it's like, it's a two-way street. But I also do usually side with the players, and especially a quarterback who has given his all and probably doesn't have that many years yet. And it's a miracle that he suddenly started staying healthy. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers' stats from that game, yeah. his stats were fucking there. But see, there's a difference between stats and scoring. like Because this is like the fantasy football mindset our generation's in. Because I see you picked off Tom Brady three times. You were up on Tom Brady 28 to 3. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> like, if you get three Tom Brady turnovers, you need to be putting up 30 points. Yeah. You shouldn't be settling for field goals. And yes, the defense has to do their job as well. 100% in the box. But what if a field goal will put you over 30 points to possibly win the game? Um, I think you pass it and you kill the clock. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. The opposite of what the Packers did where they <laughs> kicked the field goal. What about the 28-3 Falcons? Oh um, I, don't, I, I really hope it gets worked out because it, it's I, I don't like when Brett Favre is sitting there talking about now. He's like, oh, I've talked to Aaron, but I'm tired of these players, you know, forcing their way out. <laughs> Brett, like, Yo. you first off. Aaron has actually met, been mentoring Jordan Love, right? He's We've actually seen that they have a good relationship. Yeah. Brett wouldn't even fucking sit next to Aaron Rodgers. No. He was an asshole to him the second he got drafted. 
Who was the uh, and Brett has a baby dick. Najee Najee Davis or whatever the one of the Packers like third string running backs was like Brett Favre's only fan like yeah, friend yeah. because they went to Mississippi together and Brett Favre had his own separate locker room. He would change it and was just Najee Davis was the only guy that would Far- <laughs> hang out with him. I don't. But okay, there definitely is, and I've said this about Rodgers before because I really like him, but he's definitely weird. He's a weird guy oh, because yeah, yeah. his teammates don't like historic teammates don't. The Greg Jennings doesn't love him. Like in Donald Driver, they asked him, "Who would you? Uh, who's your quarterback? Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers?" And he said, "Bart Starr." <laughs> I'm like, like I'm like, uh, but it, it's clear. Like maybe he's not a natural like vocal leader. He definitely is like weird, quirky guy. He doesn't. He comes off like and uh, doing the Jeopardy thing. Yeah. He's a nerd in with the jocks genetics. Yeah, it's right? kind of like Cena in a way. Yeah, well, Cena now. I don't know if you saw Fast Nine is tanking in China because of Cena. Really? Well, you saw Cena had to apologize last week. He said something about Taiwan being a country, oh, and then okay. he issued an apolo- a video apology in, in Mandarin, apologizing, and now Fast <laughs> 9 tanked in China. And I hate to tell you this, as someone that has a lot of friends that are big Fast 9 fans that saw it already, wildly disappointed. Like people that love the, I can't the series, I'll people make, are still I'll, watching. I will it. make my own judgment on that. Um, they they As apparently they do. apparently cancel out. They recon a few things from like, from the previous movies. Yeah. Like I think when Jason Statham does a fucking Fast and Furious movie, he's like he's he films it or whatever, and he goes in the back and he goes, "What fucking idiots!" What, dude? That guy did. Hobbs Shaw is good though. It's not. Yes, it's it not is. fucking good. <laughs> Why is it good? Because it's good. I was watching. I watched Too Fast, Too Furious, and that's when I well, was that, like, "That one's bad. That's bad." Come on. You like that one? No, no. But they get like the first one's great. I like the first one. Great yeah. movie. The second one's okay. Tokyo Drift. Eh. And then, like, it's just well, then on it became, a steady well, decline. It stopped being a car series at it's five. It became a heist action, yeah. save the world. None of them ever get hurt. They got away from the Paul cars, Walker. and they fucking got into, like, fucking super-duper jumping through buildings well, and sucking quasi, my own dick. They're quasi-superhero films. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're fucking... Bring I'm, G. I'm, I'm I, with I you. I fucking love it. I, I'm like, with bring you. Bring G.I. Joe back, because that's well, the same fucking thing. There's a new one coming out. Oh, the storm! storm I just saw. I just saw. No, it's a Snake Eyes. Yeah, yeah, Snake Eyes. Origins. The second Uh, GI Joe movie is very good. It was way better than the first one. I didn't have an issue with the second one. I liked the that Marlon Wayans went out of his comforts. Comfort zone. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I was actually bummed for you today when I saw people that love Fast and Furious like you that were just like, damn, like they jumped the shark. We hungry. Well, I mean, like, dude. They, so I didn't believe it a couple of years ago when they were talking about doing a crossover between Men in Black and Twenty One Jump Street. I wanted I to happen so bad. Believe it when I saw a story today about that the Jurassic Park thing. Wants to do a fucking crossover between Fast Nine and uh, Jurassic Park. Okay, but here's the thing: I would be down for that because it's like you know what Jurassic Park is at the point now where. All they can do is, like, Jurassic World was a really nice, like, kind of return to the roots where it was a little more horror-oriented, a little creepier, but it still doesn't look as good as I Jurassic st- Park from 1993. I still <laughs> haven't seen uh, the second one. It was good. It was yeah, good. It was I fun. Loved it. Well, I, loved, I, I really like I'm it. I'm a huge Pratt guy. I like Chris Pratt a lot, too. Yeah. I, I, well, here's I guess the you could say I'm a Pratt boy. Like a frat boy? I, I knew what you were all trying right, to cool. do. Cool. Right, I, just <laughs> I just wanted you to sit on it for a minute. <laughs> um, I... I don't know, man. It's it's hard when you think about... Like, this is what I'll say. Even though I don't like Fast and the Furious, I have a great admiration for a series reinventing itself yeah. where it decided, like, halfway through, it was like, we're going to try something different. And it became bigger than it ever was. There's no denying, every time one of those movies come out, it's one of the top grossing movies of the year. I can't shit on that. I think like, there, are, there are three separate... Uh, Billion dollar entries and one is a two billion dollar. I, I believe that it, it makes a lot of sense. They they found a corner in the market, but 
it, this is where Marvel is such an exception to the rule that they haven't had that one that was like kind of like, uh, they fucked up yet. Early on, there was a couple that stumbled, but since, I mean, Captain Marvel is the weakest of the recent, the last like five years, you would yeah, say. Yeah. The weakest. And it still was better than, uh, a Thor of the Dark World and probably Incredible Hulk and shit like that. I was, watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984 the other day. Okay, I did not hate it as much as everyone else did. No, it's, it's it was fine. I thought um, Pablo, uh, Pablo, I'm forgetting his name now. Pedro Pascal, you raped her, the you Mandalorian, her. you murdered her. He was awesome, man. I thought he was so fucking good yeah, in Wonder good. Woman. It was obviously ridiculous, and the story was full of plot holes. But I was entertained. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so. I need to ask a, a Knicks fan. Um, you know, they won the game two of the series, Josh. You saw this. They yeah. won. They're out celebrating outside the garden. And they were saying, we want Brooklyn. Do ya? <laughs> Do ya? Yeah. So what are you want to win a game. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Knicks right now? Uh, it's, just, it's just disheartening. Like, the fucking, you know, everybody was, like, really hyped up for the playoffs. But yeah, I'm, dude. The, there was a last regular season game versus the Hawks uh, that the Knicks had played. Yeah. The Knicks were neck and neck the whole game. Mm-hmm. Capella rolled on someone's ankle and he was out. Yeah. Right? Trey Young, maybe two plays later, same thing. He rolls his ankle, he's out. And it's regular season, so you're yeah, not yeah. taking any chances. No, not with the playoffs right here. So they pull them out of the game and the Knicks win and everybody's like fucking celebrating we did it. and shit. And I'm like, well, you know, what would what would Trey Young is so good. What would what would Rodman do to fucking Trey Young if he fucking came into the paint like that? And then they take a flagrant like in the in the game. And Julius Randle, like, pushes the guy. I'm like, you fucking come across with a forearm. You put Kevin Knox in to go break someone's fucking leg. But that's old school basketball. That's what did I... You see, did you see Clint Capella, what he said today? Yeah, he, yeah. He's going to send them on vacation. I, and, like, he's not I, wrong. I liked it. He says, you want to act tough? What you going to do? Well, so I, I, gonna, I, it was I told, a promo. I told my girlfriend, like, I, I read the quotes. Fiance. Called, yeah, I, my fiance. <laughs> I read the quotes to her, and she's like... Well, if that doesn't get him fired up, I don't know what will. And I'm like, exactly. And I was like, Spike Lee should sit the fuck down. I fucking hate Spike Lee. I he's, fucking hate how him. Would, dude, it has to be embarrassing like people, that he's I put your a, mascot. I put the Facebook thing up, and I was yeah. like, does anybody else think that Spike Lee should just sit the fuck down? And like, there's, fan? there's guys who are like huge Rangers fans that like I'm in hockey groups with, and they're like, oh, Spike Lee's like a legendary. I was like, for what? For why? Because like he fucking cost us the he, fucking ninety four series single handedly. Sure he dude, why is he, he? First off, he dresses like Big Mama, and, <laughs> and and he. Why is he your mascot? I don't know. Like there's just so Tracy many, Morgan's right there for the taking. I know. There's plenty of people that are better than Spike Lee. But he's and, he's he's John, and like someone's like, oh, well, he pays for those tickets. I was like, yeah, he pays for those tickets. But you think he'd be a little more humble? And especially like, when you're not part of the team. Did you see Trey Young in the first game yep. when they were up? He's doing the choke thing. I'm like, what's oh, up with all the fucking God. fans at basketball games, dude? Mm-hmm. It's, been wild. it's some weird shit, wild. man. Well, dude, um, one that went under the radar was um, when the Rays were at Yankee Stadium a few weeks ago that they were throwing fans were throwing baseballs on the field at the Rays outfielders. Like something bad is going to happen to one of these guys. Like something. Like first off, what was it? Um, Kyrie got the thing water bottle thrown at him. Yeah. And I know that people are like, well, look, he went and stomped on the Celtics logo. Who cares? I, I like that kind of shit. I like when players shit talk each other and disrespect each other's teams. The fans don't need to get involved besides booing and talking well, shit. Well, it's like it used to be sticks and stones may break my bones and words will never hurt me. Now yeah. it's like words will hurt me, so I'm going to throw some sticks and stones Dude, at you. Yeah. What, uh, uh, the Knicks <laughs> fan that spit at Trey Young. Yep. Um, the... Um, uh, Russell Westbrook getting popcorn thrown at him after he's... Dude, that was almost a Ballast at the Palace situation. Russ was trying to get into the fucking crowd. And then the Trump sign at the Yankee game the he other day. He was there. Yeah, dude. He was, the whole fucking stadium booed those guys. <laughs> dude, and I they don't... they were just 
like you know being Trump fucking one. belligerent back at back at the rest of the fans, and then the cops came. And then, like, you see the guy arguing with the cop, and he's just like, fuck this. He puts him in cuffs and takes him up out of the fucking... Dude, it's awesome. funny. They're the same people that say, well, don't, if you don't want to get killed, don't resist. <laughs> no, they're the same people that say, shut up and dribble. Like, yeah, okay, exactly. Like, if you want to say, shut up and dribble, but you bring your fucking MAGA flag into the game. What? That's not, like, that's not what we're here for. We're here to watch the fucking game on the field. Like, fuck your fucking flag. Have we, de- have we devolved from a year of quarantine? Because I feel like my first thought process is, like, going back. I'm going to City Field next week. I'm super fucking pumped. I'm just going to be happy to be there, man. Yeah, like, yeah. be back at a fucking That's why event. I got vaccinated. So you could go do that shit yeah, and not like have to worry. Same, legit same. The only reason I got the vaccine is so I could go to the All my friends, like, not my get bothered. Yeah, yeah. My, my group of friends are like, I like, that are recent dads. Like, I'm like, yeah, you, you guys all got vaccinated, right? No. None of them. None yeah, of my other, other group of friends. And listen, I'm very much about And I don't care, decisions. but I was like, I want to go to a fucking Rangers game. or not no, have to well, worry. Not, not this year. Yeah, but no. like, Texas wanna, Rangers. Yeah, I'll go see a <laughs> Texas Rangers game and just walk up and then like show them my card and I'm good to go. Yeah, dude. It's And listen, it's I don't like shaming people that if they don't get the vaccine, if they do, it's your personal choice. You shouldn't be shamed either way. But one of the reasons I was so willing is because I know, and listen, people are like, oh, yes, conform. I was like, yep, I will. I don't care because I'm healthy mm-hmm. and if vaccine is it going to fuck me up? Well, if I'm unhealthy, my, that's one thing. My, my parents are anti-establishment. Well, of course. My, my mom's a hippie, and, and my dad was uh, a biker. A, is a biker in a significant fucking gang. gang. Well, so they're oh. older now. My brother brought this up on <laughs> Sunday, and he said, well, you guys are so anti-establishment. How come you were the first in line to get vaccine? My dad's like, I lived through polio and shit. <laughs> tuberculosis. And see, that's what's He's funny. like, when, when they came up with a vaccine for tuberculosis, that was killing fucking kids that I went to school with. We all got vaccinated. He's like, when COVID and they, you know, people, it's killing all these fucking people. We got vaccinated, but my parents had got COVID, so my brother's like, "Well, you had COVID already." No, but now we get the vaccine. Now we're not going to get it again. And now the study they just did on it was that if you had COVID and uh, eventually you got the vaccine, the odds of you even being asymptomatic with it are like non-existent. So you had the antibody, so you had it at some point. You just didn't. You were asymptomatic. Yeah. The odds of you getting it at all are almost like non-existent. Yeah. yeah. So and it's funny. Your parents are both on opposite sides of the political. Spectrum spectrum yeah which again shows how stupid our generation is that people feel like they can't be friends when they're on opposite ends i know and your parents are happy and by all accounts they both should be like we're not going to trust this government vaccine la 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 the problem is our generation is too plugged in and they think they know everything because they watch some they go i researched it no you watch a youtube video (laughs) that some jack off says he researched that is supporting the narrative that you already feel people only look up things that are going to reaffirm their personal feelings i think feelings are news now. I think Sucks. I think Vegas though, like speaking of conspiracy theories, the Vegas shooting, the Vegas yeah, there was shooting. Something that, that, that. Yeah, there's something up no, with that. No, I mean the fact that they, no, no, that, that's not even a conspiracy theory. This is what I want to know. It's been what two years since that. Now we haven't heard a fucking thing besides it was one guy. How did he get that much ammo up there? How do you break that plane that, that pane of glass window with no one hearing it? He, the, if you do a little research into it, and again, this is I sound like I'm a hypocrite right now, but if you read up on theories, the one that seems to be the most consensus is that he was. Likely a drug and arms uh, dealer between Mexico and America, yeah. which we know they do that, like or they have at least. I mean, we've been selling guns to other countries for how long? Forever. Yeah. I mean, shit. How do you think fucking um, what was happening in Israel was just going on? Uh, they say it came from Iran. Who gave Iran the weapons? Us. Like it, it, it's one vicious cycle. And we're just stupid and we suck. So get vaccinated, guys. No, yeah, no. The <laughs> vaccination was like good. The first, so I haven't. I was sick right before the pandemic hit. I was like, I had a sinus infection. I remember. My doctor was like, you have a history of sinus infections. You have a sinus infection. And I was like, no, I got COVID. I'm going to die. He's like, dude, 
I'm going to give you some pills and knock it out of the park and you'll feel better. And I haven't been sick since then. So I was like, I'll get the vaccine and I've been healthy this whole time. I was like, now if I get sick, I can fucking be like, I got vaccinated and it made me sick. But <laughs> the first the first dose I had, like everybody gets different side effects. I was on the toilet bowl for two days straight, just evacuating bowels. I, I, I shit so much. And my shit cycle was like fucked up and I got the second vaccine and now I think feel like my shit cycle went back to normal. I, I, I What did you get, Pfizer? Yeah. Um, you, you told me, like, you went to Walgreens. You're like, do you want a vaccine? Like, like, we have six doses left to fill our quota <laughs> for the day. He was buying something at Walgreens. Like, and I said, no. I said, no, I don't want the fucking vaccine. Get away from me. And then, like, I saw her walking again. I was like, so, like, how much is it? And she's like, it's free. We Dude, have six I doses hear the radio, left. I hear the commercials all I'm the time. Like, They're right. safe, effective, and free. I hear them. And, like, I went, I went, so <laughs> I got a call on my phone. It was like, you got to come in to get your second dose. So I called them up, and they are like, Oh, no, you're not due for your second dose yet. I was like, oh, okay. So then I went there on a Thursday, and they're like, oh, we're going to call you tomorrow to come in to get your vaccine. And then I waited on Friday, and they didn't call me. So then I went back in Friday, and they're like, how does tomorrow at 10.50 sound? And I'm like, all right, let's let's do it. And then I went in, and it was like one, two, three. It took me a half hour. Did, um, did Sam get it because of yeah, her line yeah. of work? What, yeah. She got the same one as you? Uh, I don't know if she got Pfizer or not. I think she did. Um, yeah, Team Moderna. It fucked me up the second one, dude. My body temperature. You were fucked up for a bit after your second uh, one, right? I mean, like, like twenty four hour, yeah, twelve hours. I was sort of like really tired. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was, dude. I I literally my body temperature was just all out of whack for like two three days. And they say that if you have any kind of side effects, it actually means that it's doing what it's supposed to. That uh, it better. My for second you. dose, I got really dizzy, and I had my dad's fortieth birthday party, and there was a lot of pressure on me to drink heavy. <laughs> so I was like. I started getting the chills. So I was like, started getting the chills and shit. And I fucking like closed my eyes. My my head started to hurt. I closed my eyes. I woke up like an hour later and I was like refreshed. I was like, all right, I'm good to go. And I started drinking. I had the weirdest sleep that night. I felt like there was good for ten minutes. I felt like I felt like there was a pillow on my ass, and like I felt like it was attached to me. And I felt like I was like surrounded in just like pillow heaven because I have a lot of pillows on my bed, and I felt like they were all stuck to me. Dude, you get a bunny. I was like all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, I was going back to the Knicks really quick. Um, I was hyped yesterday, or uh, when well, Knicks didn't play yesterday, the day before, no, right? The day before. Um, when they lost, I was so pumped about listening to WFAN today because uh, Knicks losing. The Yankees, what, what's going on with oh them? Oh, my God. The, the Mets actually playing well. To hear WFAN throughout the day, specifically the Knicks stuff, because it doesn't matter. The Knicks, are when they're good, it's always the number one subject out here. Yeah. And then, it, it, you know, the Yankees are good. The radio is very ordinary. When it's bad, it's the funniest calls ever. It's like, what do we have to do to trade for Otani? Yeah. It's like, can we give him Glaber <laughs> Torres? Not, is Mike Trout available? Yeah. Outrageous! Like th- th- this, this is what it is, dude. The Yankees they, lineup today they, was brutal. They fucking they they did this experiment with the fucking uh, with bringing Boone in and re- relying solely on analytics. There's not a real <laughs> fucking coach in that dugout. There's no like fucking glue on the team. Like, you know, he played for the team a couple of years back. He's pretty he good. Was, he was okay. Good utility player. You know, but he's not. And Duhar was a fucking rookie of the year. Yeah, he was fucking, finished second to Otani, and they fucking let him sit on the shelf. Yeah, for as long as they did. And then he didn't get to play and at all last they year. They didn't get to play at all last year. He didn't get to fucking play at the beginning of this year. And this guy, he's warming up though. He's, he's well, he, that's he why his first home dude, run the see, other day. Did you see what their outfield is today? Yeah, it was Anduhar, fucking Gardner, and Frazier. Frazier. And Judge DHing because they're trying to keep him healthy. But they bench Stanton and Torres today. The lineup Which doesn't make any sense. Like, well, Torres fuck, has two fucking you know, errors in two well, games. He, he, his, well, he, his field, yeah, he had two errors in two play, two with, one inning with fucking yeah. uh, with Giancarlo. You know, he's out, he misses almost a month. 
and then they bring him back. They let and he's him play not hitting anything game, now. And then they're like, okay, we're going to rest him. Yeah. Put him Why back out, rest him again. Why the fuck isn't he in left field ever? Because he can't play it anymore. I know, but he can. No, he, he can't. F- but he can't. That's the thing. He can't. Like, every time they put him in the outfield, he gets hurt. Yeah. And literally, hamstring. It's always something. The same thing is going to happen with Judge. They're not built like baseball the, the players. Problem, They're built like linebackers. The problem the start, with the stop, team start, is stop. they have fucking three DHs. Yeah. That's the big problem. Yeah, well, get, get Gary Sanchez out of here. And, not like, and it sucks because I like I like Higashioka, mm-hmm. but it's clear since he became the starter, he's not hitting as much. They should have never got rid of Romine. Romine was, was I agree with that actually. And he, yep. you know what he did? He called a good fucking. And he was game. hot. And the only like <laughs> McCann was here, right? McCann was never a great lived up hitter. to his contract. He never gave, lived up to his contract. Leader, but leader. When they the pitchers pitched for fucking McCann. Oh yeah, and if you guys, if a, if if a you, batter was I, showing up in the pitcher, you, he got he blocked the lane. You go to the games, right? Who's the first guy on the field? It was McCann. Brian McCann every time. And he was with his pitcher that day. Yep. And they were just fucking tossing the ball around. Talking. McCann was a really good player. Really he, good player. He was like what they needed. Like, and well, that's the thing. They don't have a. The Yankees don't have a. But gl- Romine was a, had a little shades of that where he's not. He's gonna fiery, come in. Fiery. But he was clutch too. Romine yeah, was clutch. Sure. Hagashioka is not a bad catcher. He's no, really, he, call, really he good calls it great. He calls a better I wouldn't game. have a problem with that if you got a guy that can fucking call a good game. But it's a good backstop that's not letting fucking pass balls. Happen why isn't Gary Sanchez taking reps at first or anything? They're not even they, like entertaining they, well, the no, they, they Apparently they did try it and he has no ability. He's a liability. He can't bend over. And what do you do with your catcher? You have to fucking bend over the whole time. But you know what? What's going to happen is he's going to go to another team and someone's going to figure well, that's it out. That's the thing. Like, Probably. When, I, when I say he's a DH, if he's getting regular at-bats, he's going to heat up and he's going to fucking even if, some so Even if he's just a bat and he hits 210 but hits... 38 home runs, you'll take it in today's exactly, game. But, but if you're not going to put, if you're not going to play him in every game, yeah. you know, then, then well, you're that's not going to get I was never him. for trading for Stanton. I know he was coming off an MVP, see, but the thing you is, don't need three DHs. Well, the thing no. is that with the Yankees... They the, should have just got Bryce. If they were going to get a big outfielder, they should have just fucking went yep. out and bought Bryce. Bryce Harper? See, the thing is... Lefty. That when these guys, like, they brought this ragtag lineup in a couple years ago or whatever. Oh, we're going to just after, hit more home runs than anyone. After the, they went to the ALDS or whatever. Yeah, the Baby and, Bombers. The and, Baby Bombers the first then, year with Judge. Then they, they fired Girardi after a great season. Yeah. A team that wasn't supposed to do Because he didn't get along with, he didn't get along with Gary Sanchez. Game seven of the fucking ALCS. Yes. Against the eventual, let him go. And against the eventual World Series Because champions. he wasn't a yes man. They bring Boone in, right? And he gets yes a ragtag... Man. Thing of players, right? What Guys, you never games heard of. his first two years. Yeah, and and you know what? I was these guys were hungry. Glaber Torres, Andujar, fucking. Then you get Gio Urshela, and you get, you get Jordan Montgomery pitching pretty well. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino's pitching still getting, out of his you're mind. You're still getting big hits from Brett Gardner. And you're fucking. You're right there in the as the best baseball team the next two years after that. But now these guys aren't fucking hungry anymore. Lemayhu got his big contract, and I'm not saying he's gonna come back. He's gonna come oh. back around. Lemayhu. He's yeah, gonna I, come I, back I would around, think so. but his on base is still there. Yeah, but, but like everything else, like Gio Urshela, you see my, see shades of him coming around. But Glaber Torres is declining. Well, Gio Duhar, like we'll Gio see how is he definitely does. nursing a knee injury, and you Clint can see Frazier, it. they fucked him up too by yeah. fucking I, putting I'm, him I'm, in and out. No, in and my, out. I, I think Clint Frazier, it's uh, his attitude is a problem, and he doesn't get the right coaching because he's a cunt. He's a cunt. Well, when he was tearing up like the fucking minor leagues, and he had the fastest bat swing in the league, and but every time he's come up, it's like he has a stretch, and then he sucks. He couldn't well, play the field; he, he got good in the field. Well, what happened was he came, he came up, and he made two two errors in like three. Games. Oh, he was a horrific outfield. He was great last year. He was an aw- he was a Gold Glove contender last year for yeah. sure. So then, like you're thinking, okay, this kid's 
got something. Then in and out of the lineup. They just Although, but no, he's he's played a lot this year and he's hitting 150. Yeah. Like it's just, he just hasn't figured it out this year. And I there's a lot, it's, and it's not just him. It's around the league right now. They did something in the baseballs. The the pitchers are. Juicy. I can't wait for Josh Donaldson to fucking out everybody. I I, I <laughs> dude, I can't wait for someone to because I mean there's certain guys I watch and one of them he's out with Tommy John now in the Dodgers. Dustin May. I feel like and when they throw the baseball, it moves like a wiffle ball, and I'm like that ain't normal. Like I know it's great to think and we know guys throw harder than ever that has nothing to do with putting some kind of substance on it but the spin rate is crazy and, dude and it, it, I love him he's an amazing pitcher Garrett Cole is one of them he went to Houston who was all these guys went there besides the stealing signs all of a sudden their spin rates were going crazy guys that were like journeyman pitchers like Garrett Bauer, Cole Bauer like, called them all yeah, out yeah Bauer called, and Bauer does it too most of these guys do it unless they're, they're velo- the only re- time you won't see guys doing that is if their velocity is getting a little bit better but when their spin rate's going and that text came out with Garrett Cole the guy there was a guy in the Angels part of their pitching staff that got caught selling some kind of concoction to the pitchers yeah. and he released text message screenshots of Garrett Cole saying hey I need some of that stuff like I it doesn't bother me as much because I you remember I think that they're allowed to do it against the Astros and Yankees because they've both been yep it's, I think Boston got a pass for whatever reason, Dude, every team was cheating. doing it. Every team but was doing it. I the Yankees that, were doing it. That's why the Yankees suck this year. Is they're allowed to use the fucking jizz well, substance? That's, well, and the other <laughs> question here is: after the Astros got caught, are teams avoiding doing this as much? What the Astros did? Maybe that's why offense is the worst it's been since 1968. Maybe. All right, guys, we got to wrap this up. Um, this was episode I don't even remember of you uh, watch. I, I listen. 146 or seven. I think it's 148. Maybe 147, 148. 140, whatever. Local 147. Uh, local 14. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so we will see you guys next week. Thank Michael. Thank you. Later, guys.